0: Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our fifth Teamless Tuesday, guys. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who is our expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? Going well, going well. And uh, we also have Nick Lord, who is our stats guru and fantasy nugget, except it's written in bold, Nick. So it's got to be like stats guru and fantasy nugget. (laughs) G'day guys, how's it going? (laughs) Good mate, that's in like size 18 font, I'm guessing you didn't want me to forget you this week, so thanks. We'll just make it bigger each week, huh? all right so guys before we crack into the week uh look if you're listening at home uh we're on facebook or instagram at boom or bust nrl we got stuff up all the time so please give us a like and follow on facebook and instagram we've got daily content and posts they're pretty fun and original at least i have fun making them as does nick so and look shout out to everyone who has taken us up on that so and taking us time to respond to socials or write comments we're almost up to a thousand likes on facebook and uh we're getting uh bigger every week listening to the podcast as well so thank you everyone at home for listening for liking and i guess for encouraging us to keep on going because i didn't think we'd get a thousand this year at all so no way I didn't think we'd get a thousand, period. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, look, thank you guys uh, for listening, for liking everything else. And and Nick has written here, which is important. Please, if you do like it, leave a review because it means is that other people who may just find us in the wild, they'll have something to work off there. So do appreciate it. Okay, guys, uh, let's talk about the leagues this week because I know, you know, I'll, I'll just start off with mine, right? I'm currently, you know, in in my chaos league. I think that I'd be doing well, right? Because you know I'm doing really well in our league, but no, in the our the chaos league, I'm 17th out of 20. Ooh. So, oh, I'm getting slapped. <laughs> out, mate. Oh, mate, it's gonna be embarrassing. So, uh, what's, what what what's your uh, win win draw loss? Uh, I've ooh, e, I, on four. Uh one and three. Ooh. One and three. So loss, loss, win, loss. So I'm at minus one twenty seven. Uh so look. I'm not doing too badly, but uh, you know, I'm hoping I come back big once my team value starts going up. But I know there's some tough nuggets in this. Uh look, big news this week is uh Hopper uh hopper in my house uh which is pretty funny actually <laughs> he's he, he cracked a thousand this week 1008 which is you know the nine hundreds of the new thousand this year so he he smashed it agreed um, killing it dude exactly and look leading the league threat level midnight nrlfl he is currently 4-0 in the league lot topping the table so well done to you as well mitch how's your league going mate
1: uh yeah going well uncle nick's accountants uh had the league high score last week with 962 and nrl fl lomas is leading the league uh with three hundred three thousand five hundred and seventy-seven 3577 points and i'm currently sitting in seven so i'm not struggling as much as you to. But I am nervous about my ability to make the eight. Um, need to start coming good soon. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And Nick,
2: how are you going, mate? Uh, Tong and Thunder, John M, he's top of league 4-0 and with 937 this week. Uh, he's coming 421 overall rank, so he's killing it. Um, and for our overall league, Big Papi, Dorian H is top of our league. He scored 954 in round four and uh, 3,645 points overall, which leaves him 80th in the whole NRL. So congrats to Dorian H, who's absolutely uh, killing it by giving us a bit of representation the top 100, boys. Excellent.
0: Wow. No, th- thank you. And and I'll add one more just to ours. I've been having a quick look through my league. Uh, Kiwi Cookie, Daniel C, ranked 72 as well, mate. So, well,
1: wow. Whoa. Just, just to interrupt, I'm not seventh in that league. That was the family league. I'm actually 14th. So, my, my, <laughs> my level of nerves has gone up substantially. Um, it's
0: not going well. Nah, definitely, mate. So, okay. And uh, just in the big boom or bust overall. So, yep. Dorian H, yep. So 80th, well done, mate. I think Nick just said that, but I've just repeated him. So well done to me. Thanks, mate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh mate on autopilot over here
2: so uh you can even listen to what we say hey rich and i we just chat and stew's busy like playing minesweeper or something probably <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it
0: mate no I'm, I'm just having a look at this team kiwi cookies team sort of got got a bit of my attention i'm like geez, how do i get that team it's like oh it's sell half of my team i guess anyway moving on <laughs> Uh, Look, guys, how are we doing over for fantasy? So, look, I I took a bit of a hit this week. I dropped about
2: 3,000 ranks. I'm at 6,300. How about you, Nick? I copped a 2,000 hit. I'm at 7,500 at the moment, so flicking my wounds. Mitch,
1: how about you? I think I was about thousandths last week, and I've copped (laughs) a hit of 6,400. So it's been a dark three or four days um haven't thought much about fantasy for the last day or so just to reboot after that week but um am looking to bounce back this week i'm hoping because that, that was brutal honestly
0: yeah yeah. and nick i hear we got some questions this week mate so we've picked we picked uh the top three what have you got mate
1: shout out we've
2: got heaps of uh questions so keep sending these in guys um we answer some of them throughout the pod so i've just chosen the three that i don't i think are a bit more situational. So, the business, uh 2173 he's asked, is Paps worth chucking the captaincy on this week against a struggling Raiders side? Uh, we all have Paps, I think. Um, Jude, would you consider giving Paps a C or is that a bit of a trap? It's not a trap
0: because, obviously, he's just punched out 100. So, uh, the issue is, is that, look, I think the Raiders are a bit stiffer than the Bulldogs. Um, but then again, they were also pretty trash last week. So, um Look, it's not the worst choice. It's 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 a very high risk, high reward one, because if he does get eighty or you know so, you will do great. But he also got a hundred with four tries. So it's how often do do people pull down that many? Like high risk, high reward. I wouldn't be doing it, but you know, it it makes some sort of sense,
1: Mitch. Mitch, would yeah, would you give it a go, Mitch? No, just on the basis that I don't think he's going to have four tries again. I think he'll have a big game. But as always, you're probably better off with someone like Cherry Evans, Cleary or, or Haas. You, you can't screw up the captaincy option. And if for whatever reason he has a game where he scores no tries and he only has 40 points, well, you could end up like I didn't drop 6,000 um, ranks. So, you know, it's it's a casino decision. I would probably play the safe route when it comes to captain. That's that's what how I feel about that. Hmm. I think the tempting thing is, is he's playing um,
2: 3 p.m. on Saturday. So, it's not it's not going to be too greasy. It's going to be in the afternoon. So, you really could see expansive footy played by Melbourne. So, you know, I'm not going to shoot it down. Um, I purposely won't do it as well. But I think it's definitely a good risk. Um, and I think it's a calculated risk. Um, okay. On to Kieran Thomas. He's asked, guys, is Toby Saxon a hold? And second part of the question, and is Starling... Did we get trapped? Uh, first part of the question, Stu, are you still holding Toby Sexton? Is uh, he still a hold?
0: I'm thinking about it. Look, this week is the week to sell. If you are going to sell, if you're going to hold, he's got to break even to 61, which is not atrocious. Uh, but y- you could take a bit more of a point sit or dollar hit this week. So uh, I don't. What are you doing, think, mate? Uh, is, is he a hold? Uh, Look, if you can upgrade to, like, a genuine keeper, like a DCE, even a Ben Hunt, uh, I'd do that at this point. I'm not quite seeing enough from Sexton to make him a hold. But if you... It's not the worst choice in the world. Like, you're not going to go broke holding him.
2: The so. case for holding Sexton is um, from round 10, and he plays round 30, 13 as well, but he's got a good run, run from round 10 around round 13. So... Um, he's got the Dragons round 10, Sharks round 11, Broncos round 12, and Cowboys round 13. So if you're going to hold him this week, I dare say you probably need to sort of carry him through to get that benefit at least at the round 13, don't you think, Stu? 100%. So
0: I'm, I'm just having a look at their overall run coming up over the next little while, like even the, the next four weeks. Uh, fixtures, they have, yeah, Eels this week. Uh, seagulls next week cowboys panthers roosters yeah yeah, you yeah got, so
2: it's not great but then it gets better right
0: 100 percent. and the final run home is actually pretty sweet after the storm in round 21 he's got the seagulls dragons knights and warriors so you should and uh yeah so look, maybe I, keep the faith yeah, if, keep the faith. But look, if you can upgrade to a genuine keeper, you got some money that you're putting aside for Cleary, but you don't necessarily want to go to Cleary right now, you could do a DC or a Ben Hunt. I wouldn't fault that.
2: Any, uh,
1: Mitch, you got Starling, didn't you? I do. Did you get trapped with Starling? I don't think so. I mean, we're going to get to a little bit later. He's one of the players I raised for the Raiders. But very briefly, uh, I don't think so. I think there's more cash to be had. I... I don't think he had his best game. Just to and hit Ben. Yeah. If I, we'll go through that one a bit later, but the short answer is no. I don't think so. I think there's a bit some, still some cash there.
2: Okay. On to our next question from Ian: A Burton Aiken sells for Cleary and cheap cash cow. Um, I have both of those guys. I think we all do. We all have these two guys, I everyone. I have Burton.
1: I have all three, and I still have all three. And Cleary.
2: Okay, so uh, I think Burton and Aiken have just had a couple of average couple of weeks, don't we think? Um, would you keep the faith and wait for Cleary's price to drop? Or do you think you should just make the jump to Cleary? I th-
0: I think those are two potential keeper centres, right? Burton we'll get into a little bit later because Kyle Flanagan's back in the picture. But mm-hmm. look, I still think that they're possibly keeper centres that you can just park there all year. And... Just earn money somewhere else. So, I if I could find another way, I would, because you know it's like, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not seeing a huge long term upside from that. How about you, Nick?
2: Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think keep those guys, and we were chatting about Bird off here, but yeah, those two guys in particular, Bert and Aiken as keeper centers. Um, I don't see any point in getting rid of them. Um, personally, I know. Yeah, I was thinking Aker would go better. He plays round 13. Um, Burton plays round 13. Neither play Origin. So I think the absolute locks to keep uh, and just work out another way to breaking Cleary. Hmm. Okay, Stu, news.
0: News. Okay, so uh, look, Cam Munster. So apparently Munster may be re-signing with the Storm. So uh,
2: Nick, what, what what's the word on this? So, Ryan Pappenhausen, in the post-game interview, he was chatting about how good it was everyone had re-signed it and money. He's like, oh, wait, no, not that. Um, the Hughes and Grant and stuff and himself. So, um, we're not quite sure what's happening. Um, as the Dolphins struck out, struck out on Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant and Caelan Ponga, so Munster appears to be the only big fish left to throw that sort of million bucks at a price tag, uh, particularly in the heart, in the spine. So... Um, but based upon what Pappenhausen said, uh, it sounds like the storm have gotten stitched up. So who knows if any any good um, spine player is actually going to make the way to the Dolphins? I mean, Reece Walsh might be the other one um, that, that I can think of. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we we'll just see what happens with Munster O'Shea. Hundred percent. And look,
0: I think I think he might try and stay down there in Melbourne because I think that uh, if there's only a hundred k's worth of difference, right, it's not like he's got many sponsors to worry about. So yeah. he's only got a couple left with him, so, but he should, he like, premierships are worth some money. So, 100%. Yeah, uh, definitely. And look, uh, Mitch wanted to give us this news. What's the news, Mitch?
1: The news is that the Tigers have, in their infinite wisdom, decided to sign Luke Brooks for $1.1 1 $1. <laughs> 1. 1 million dollars, uh, in 2023. And uh, look... We've been banging on the Tigers as to why they're a terrible organisation and this pretty well sums it up. Uh, I don't think Luke Brooks is worth half of this. I, I feel like he probably should be looking at his retirement tour in the UK and here he, the West Tigers are putting the whole kitchen sink or nearly one-eighth of their salary into Luke Brooks. I, I just can't understand it. He, he has done nothing to deserve that. Um, it, I don't I'm, think it's a new deal. It's
2: just the old deal that is he's he's his current deal. Yeah, is it the, the, yeah? They put him on
0: big money after the Big Four became the Big One, right? And they've just tried to keep him because there was no one else on the market. But it's more the what they've worked out is that the last year of his deal
1: is worth, He's worth 1. 1. 1. But 1. Like, Which is worth Like surely why no one find... else wants to pick him up. <laughs> oh man! But this is why the Tigers are bad, right? Hey? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, everyone says that they've got a bad roster. This is this mm. is it. This is the reason. So. Hundred percent, and uh, yeah, it's certainly
0: if you're going, it's being paid more than uh, Nathan Cleary, right? That's a that's a
1: pretty <laughs> sad indictment.
0: Oh, oh, oh <laughs> man! So that's that's a pretty rough rough one. Like if you're, manager,
1: you're not looking at this team, going like maybe I need to get a dodge to just save what is what is left of my um, credibility as a coach. You know, like hmm. nah, it's. One it's-, point. it's-
0: I I did see a picture of uh, Madge 2019 versus Madge 2022, and he's gone completely gray. He looks like a skeleton. They're like, Madge 2024 will look like, be just like a skeleton. (laughs) All right. So, Nick, big stats this week, mate.
2: Sheesh stats. What are we looking at? Take us away. Okay. Uh, First of all, Damien Cook uh, racked up 61 tackles. We. Uh, so so COC far Talakai I think I put that COC far Talakai with 17 tackle busts Ryan Pappenhausen with 4 trials DC with 666 kick metres which is the highest of the year so far and Turbo didn't quite crack 300 but 289 metres gain. I think it gets a bit of a sheesh guys particularly on that knee so yeah shout out um, definitely a lot more to work with in terms of outlier stats this week mm, Definitely
0: and speaking of Tommy Turbo, Mitch, trust me, I'm a physio.
1: Well, I'm yep. not a physio. You're the physio, man. So yep. take us away through the injuries. Yeah, so let's start off with the big one, Tom Travojevic. So I'm presuming that it was a grade three yeah. MCL because from all reports, he's actually undergone surgery. It's funny. Uh, was saying last week it's quite rare, so I am surprised they've gone down that route. Looks at this point that they're saying it's four weeks out. I do feel like that's a really short period of time for someone who'd be going under the knife for an MCL. But anyway, that's what it's just, got listed just on a the question, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Could, it, could they be cleaning out
2: other things at the same time?
1: They almost definitely will. Be... Uh, well, like cartilage and and the lining. Do you think line. they've just looked make... at the knee? Do you
2: think they just looked under the hood and said, "Look, let's just"? fix like two or three things while we're here or something
1: yep i do for four weeks out a clean out makes more sense because that's right on the time frame for a clean out whereas an mcl repair um would be quite a bit more so it could actually be that he's got a uh say a grade one mcl and they're they're using it as a window to to go repair it because it makes more sense um but they haven't sort of explicitly said that that's what they're doing but that to me makes a lot more sense um if it is that, I would feel like maybe a week or two of a drop in performance on coming back. But at a four-week return, you're thinking grade one MCL probably a clean out, as Nick said. I think that's that's probably spot on the money. Um, so maybe a slight drop in performance, but the long-term prognosis is assuming that's the case. He should be pretty good. This, however, as Stu wants to talk about, brings in cooler. Uh, yes, that's
0: it. And I, I w- we'll get to that with the... Uh... with the the Manly game. But yes, 100%, guys. uh, Telatar Kula, go have a look at him now uh, while you're listening to the podcast and uh, have a look to see whether you want him in your side or not because it looks like he'll get, if it is an MCL, possibly more than four weeks, possibly six to eight. And otherwise, at least four weeks at fullback at 220K, which is pretty good, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he could even get more than four weeks. So um, certainly worth a consideration. Moving on, we've got the hammer. So he's got a PCL tear looking at two to three weeks. Very, very rarely requires surgery and certainly won't in this case. Shouldn't impact on his performance too much. Typically they'll strap it fairly heavily uh, and he won't notice it a great deal. Pat Carrigan, grade two MCL. They had him listed at four to six. If it is in fact a grade two, I'd be thinking six, possibly even eight. His role as a prop is unlikely to be impacted heavily with that type of injury. So there is the possibility he could be six and and maybe a touch sooner, but I really think um, four would be pushing it. This will see the inclusion of Kobe Hetherington into the starting role um, and possibly some more minutes. Albert Kelly, this is a big one, and one that I was praying for, and I think I made uh, some sort of comment that I really wanted this to happen. Now I feel bad that it did, but um, my team needed it. Is, uh, he's gone down with a Liz Frank injury. It is going to require surgery. That'll be three to six months. Um, it is a season-ending injury, I would say. And as we're seeing with uh, that the young Bulldog second rower, um, Raymond Fotola-Malali, is it can be career-ending, or at least I think it probably will be for him. So... Hopefully that's not the case for Albert, but certainly one to keep an eye on. Uh, And then the final one is Mark Nichols. So he's done his syndosmosis. at this point, we're not looking at surgery. So that'll be six to eight weeks. Um, If it does require surgery, that could bump it out to 12 to 16. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, And I would expect to see a bit of a drop in performance for the first week or two on return. Hmm.
0: Excellent. Okay. Thanks for that, Mitch. Uh, And now we have, uh, yeah, well, This is possibly the most fantasy-relevant, as Nick was saying this before, the most uh, fantasy-relevant injuries that we've had all year so far. So plenty to absorb this week. Uh, And now we have uh, the other side, which is uh, the naughty corner. So suspensions and bad behavior. So look, let's start with suspensions. Tom Flegler, so he's come back from having four weeks off, right? I think he got a five-week suspension last year for being a bit of a nugget. He comes back. He got hit with four charges in the same game. And he's now getting another two weeks. So he's totally used up any grace period on those uh, lack of carryover points. He's got them all back. Tom Flegler. And Jazz Tavanga with what was probably the worst tackle, like compared to any Flegler's ones, also gets two weeks for his hit on the injured Pat Carrigan. So it did his MCL with that one. Uh... And, of course, the other side about it, Haas versus Kelly. Heavyweight versus featherweight fight. So, guys, what did you think about this one? I'm guessing you've all seen it.
2: Is uh, Georgie Rose going to promote it? That's what I want to know about.
1: (laughs) The question is is when did it happen? Because it appeared as though it's happened before Kelly was injured. Week two after the Broncos game. So they were in Sydney. It was Albert Kelly's birthday. And since then, they've been pretty poop. So, um, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, yeah, week two. It
0: looks like in that one, apparently, Kelly was on the drink and Payne Haas was not. But it's almost more concerning for me if Payne Haas is acting like that while he's not drunk. There's a little bit of...
1: uh, there's a bit of a track record though Like I, there was something I saw that came up Sort of, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021 He's had sort of an incident of some form every year And I know he's asking for a million dollars But if you're the Broncos um, If you're the Broncos management You're probably thinking twice about it As good of a player as he might be Yeah um,
0: it, Imagine certainly you're there's something not right now And going, jeez, where's to beat a Pan Just hanging out with bikies when I need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're right mitch that 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 is a huge concern like uh the fact that it's every year and it's funny It doesn't translate he's not he's not a grub on the field
1: no not he's not but he's certainly a character concern and i felt like brisbane the last <laughs> three to four years have had character issues so you know they started off the season really well and then they've had what well, appeared to be this fight and and since then they have not been a good team and there's probably concern ongoing. Uh, And perhaps, you know, getting rid of Kelly might help settle that with the injury Um, and will help my fantasy team with Walters back in. But I I am concerned about what I've seen with uh, Brisbane the last couple of weeks, I have to say. And this sort of maybe resonates as to why they haven't been quite the same unit. They sort of lacked a bit of starch in defence and um, have been discombobulated in attack. So it'll be interesting to see if that shifts now that Kelly's been dropped. Mm. As a result of that injury,
0: fair enough. Yeah, it's certainly, very interesting.
1: Apparently, the rumor
0: is is that if Payne House does go, is that there's a million bucks or so uh, around at the Roosters for a uh, for a certain lead forward coming up next year. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, guys. What we got wrong. So I guess as a podcast, we, we want to make sure that we're not uh, not always just uh, crying about our successes, but we also want to talk about the things that we got wrong. So Nick, how about you kick us off this week, mate? What did you get wrong from last week's
2: podcast? Um, I take full responsibility for Cleary and Hines as our captaincy choices. Um, We were chatting about what to recommend this week and Hines was our backup And Stu said, flip a coin between Heinz and Haas. I didn't flip the coin when I probably should have, but I just went with Heinz. Oh, I should have done that. Uh, Haas uh, scored 78. He was the obvious captain. Although he did get injury luck during the game, so uh, his minutes were slightly inflated. But that's uh,
1: sorry everyone who put Cleary at Heinz as a result of our post this week. My bad. I do, I do think Haas probably got an extra 15 to 20 points as a result of playing close to 80 minutes. I don't think we we're all far off the mark with that and eventually we'll be proven <laughs> correct there. It's just it's going to be an unstable year picking captains uh, and that's a result of no obvious forward choices playing the 80 minutes and um, some of the nerfs that we've seen. I, I think it's going to be a hard one to pick week to week. 100%.
0: And look, I didn't listen to you guys at all. And I went with Harry Grant and still got 47. So it didn't change Ooh. nothing. That's it. Well, Cleary got 44. Heinz got 42. So I got 10 points. So, but that's about it. Um, yeah, exactly. should have gone Haas. Dumb. Choice. What else did you get wrong, mate? Mate, I, my bench. So I was possibly driving and I asked my wife to quickly make some things and I was doing it on the fly. So I asked her to update my bench so that I included Leo Thompson and Bodie Jones, who scored 30 and 25, respectively, and Tuilagi, 25. And I left out I, Stephen Crichton and Taylor oh, May. So not only a, did I That's a lot leave, of
1: points left on the table, dude. That's
0: it. Not only did I leave, you know, a good old 85 points or 80-odd points on Payne Haas... I then left another probably 100 points there. So fortunately... You looped. looped. I was able to loop with uh, Billy Smith for one of them, but only one. So, yeah, but my bench this week, I was just going, oh, all the points were in emergencies. So that was me. Mitch, what about you?
1: Uh, I mean, I had a number of whiffs this week, but probably the big one was swapping Haas out for Cleary. Uh, that's a major ouch. The Panthers look good and and there is some instability at the Broncos, which has now been sort of magnified. I I wrote this um, before I knew about the Haas-Kelly fight. So that instability at the Broncos may eventually pay off for me and that Haas won't be the better choice. But in this case, I think I was just a little bit too early on the Cleary thing. And as as Chris, you know, or, or, you know, who's been on the podcast earlier, Said to me, maybe it was just a case of a bit of FOMO. I was so afraid of missing out on the Cleary bandwagon. I think I've done a reverse nick and got in a week or two too early.
0: Hundred percent. No, it's it's definitely there, but you you never know. He could be uh, picked up by the picked up by the cops this week for breaking his good behaviour bond. So you never know about Haas because uh, he's got that uh, that outstanding good behaviour bond against him. Yeah.
2: So, anyway. Who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll just wait and see with that one. Definitely have a good VC this week, guys. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) That's 100%. So that's that's why we've got like, you've either gone clear, you've got a bloke like uh, Cookie or Harry Grant, right? Yep, 100%, boys. Excellent. All right, so let's look at the week five games. So first up, we have the Knights versus the Seagulls. Thursday night football. Uh, And it's up at McDonald Jones Stadium. So look, the knights after the eighty-nil thrashing have really, really made some huge changes by not changing anyone. Uh, this exact, uh, the only difference is Jacob Saifidi has moved to the starting side and uh, Leo Thompson has moved back to the bench. Now, look, Leo Thompson didn't really play that many minutes last week, so this may actually improve his performance. Uh, Tyson Frizzell is also still in the team despite suffering a hamstring strain. Strain. Uh, Brody Jones uh, also keeps his spot there. Uh on the other side, Sea Eagles. Uh Nick, what have we got happening with the Sea Eagles this week?
2: We've got Teletar Kula, as we mentioned, coming into fullback. Um, I think uh Sean keppi has been dropped from prop for Josh Alloway comes back into the side. Ethan bloommore makes way from the bench into eighteenth man. And in center we've got uh, Christian Tui Puloto, who's coming for who, Stu? I can't I can't think off the top of my head who he's coming uh, he, for. He
0: was uh Cooler was playing there last cool. week Brad yeah Parker okay. had the COVIDs last minute
2: so, so there's there's a chance he could come back in then
0: 100% depending on how he most of the guys it looks like have come back pretty well from COVID but there've been a few people have gotten properly sick like Corey Pay and Brad Parker could be one of those we'll find out mm. excellent okay so guys looking at these two sides Mitch take us away mate Who? what are you thinking about these two sides
1: uh, well, the first person I'm thinking about is Caelan Ponga. So I don't think he's a buyer this week with the six points in 80 minutes. Poor Emma in our family league had him as captain, which oh, might be the worst oh no. captain choice of the year. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, my head to head league, I I'll tell you now. <laughs> oh, man. I- you would have been gone if she had chosen pretty well anyone else. Um, really looked hurt and a little bit busted. Uh, I really felt like he was rushed back into the team uh, and he was reluctant to take the line on in a against a brutal Sharks pack. Wait for the value to jump to drop, then jump on. He is a class player in a much better night side than we first thought. His break even is currently 71 though, so it could be a couple of weeks and I would be waiting a couple of weeks because I don't think that knee's even close to right and hopefully he can get through this without, um, without too many injuries. How about you, Stu? Who are you looking at on the nights?
0: Uh, look, Teletau Cooler. So he's got four to six weeks, depending. He's currently priced at 220K because uh, before he scored 32 points at centre last week, he actually did very well, picked up a try. Looked promising, especially in the first half. So he looks NRL quality, guys. And he so he picked up 32, but he had two points only from the week before so that's why he is still at 220k he's currently at a break even of 18 so for me if you're looking for like a cash down choice to try and reach for Cleary or DC or someone like that Cooler is probably my strongest pick under 300k this week uh look Chris Randall as well guys uh look most of you have him I would imagine listening to me out there but if you don't you probably still got a bit of time on Chris Randall to join the party. He got sixty points last week, did a ton of tackles. He's got uh he's still five eighteen K, eighteen break-even. I reckon he's probably gonna crack six hundred, I'm thinking probably getting close to seven.
1: He's My, almost getting to keep a territory there,
0: isn't he, Stu? He is, but Jaden Brayley, unfortunately, not unfortunately, because the poor bugger did his ACL, but is possibly back. Oh, uh, sorry achilles is possibly due back uh around round 17 so the around origin three so we know that we're going to have to do something with chris randall but you want to ride him for all he's worth so do not sell him to fix up another problem because you're just setting fire to between 100 and 200 green uh and look kurt man guys we've I feel pretty good about Kurt because out of all of the DPPs that we we're talking about at the beginning of the year, he's really come good in the last couple of weeks. Like I was, I was this close to selling him after the first two rounds to fix up some problems, but he's, he's earned a hundred grand already. Uh, he got 52 points last week in big minutes and he's got a break even at 24. And because of all these injuries at the Knights, like can anyone see him losing many minutes upcoming?
1: I think there's more cash to be had mate. I think you know 50 could be the the average sort of round we're looking to see for at least the next three to four weeks so yeah I, I think the minutes are pretty secure at least for the short term and then when they're not it's time to cash out.
0: 100 percent and look uh 50 for the next little while puts him around the 650 mark in a few rounds so and yeah. if one of those is a big week it just say he gets a 65 or something like that even if he's a short the week after, we, we possibly like high 600s, which is huge. That means you're trading out for absolute stud keepers. And Kurt Mean in that position, he could actually be a bit like, uh, who's, what position did he take over this year? Connor Watson. Connor Watson. Like Connor Watson was pretty much a hold for most of last year. So like he could, yep. yeah, he could end up as that DPP on the bench somewhere. So that's me. Nick, who have you got, mate?
2: Mate, Gerbo. Jake Javoyevich at 645k. Um, He he just had a bit of a down week this week uh, with 39, so his his break even is a bit higher. Um, His tackles were down, guys, to 29 tackles when he's averaged 47.3 in the first three games. So those are more grinding games for Manly. So uh, I'm expecting Manly without Turbo to probably be a more grinding style of footy. Um, and not go to the edges necessarily so much with Cooler uh, being at fullback. Could be wrong. Um, so I'm sort of thinking that Turbo, oh, sorry, Gerbo will get back to a bit of form, start at some low 50s and, and get his price going back the other way. So I wouldn't sell him, just hold him, don't panic. There's been no attacking stats. The other guy is Dan Gagai. Who <laughs> has 707000 I can't believe he's at over 700K, it's insane, because he had such a good first three rounds. Um, he came back down to earth with a 40 and a 61 break even this week uh, as he got ran over by the Talakai train this week um, to poor, poor bugger at seven missed tackles. So he's, I'm sort of thinking he's probably a sell. You pocket your 120K profit because you're just going to lose it. Um, Maybe cash down or use it to do something else. I know he's a DPP. I know he's a stud. He's just... If you can make that profit and, you know, swing it to something else, I would definitely consider it because it's going to start going the other way. If you have a headache or two to fix,
1: and Mitch, I think you have one more uh, merely guy on your, uh, d- on your list. I do. DC, he's an interesting captaincy option, guys. He's been one of the most solid players in fantasy in a year where I don't think I've ever struggled so much with captain. Uh, has been rock solid with his score. And last week, as Nick said, punched out 666 metres in kicks. In kicks, That's just unbelievable. He's had mild attacking stats given the scores he has been punching out and maybe in for biggest scores uh as Manly tries to find their feet. Main issue is the Eagles are not the same team as last year and I can't see a huge uptick in their ability to punch out these attacking stats. Guys, do you think Schuster will be the ingredient to turn this side around?
0: Oh, look, I, th- I think that he certainly adds in something on the inside, uh, like in the middle, which they're lacking at the moment because they, they really run around teams. They use the speed and the ball handling to get the ball out wide. But there's no real creative play down the middle. So I think Schuster will help that because he he absolutely takes the line on. He's been to the Kieran Foran school of, uh, you know, uh, getting CTE, you know, by age 30. Uh, The other one that interests me is as well, with Turbo being out, will DC take on more of an attacking role himself? Rather than getting the ball out the back, will he be taking on the line more?
1: Mm. hard to say yeah or hard to say. Oh. I don't I, I don't trust this manly side though that's that's for sure the only person I trust on it is is DC and it'd just be interesting if uh, that's an interesting point I was hoping as they started to find their footing he might actually reap some more attacking stats but it could as you said be the case that he might actually suffer as they get their whole team back hmm
0: well i i guess uh, i guess we'll find out but look he's been a fantasy stalwart for a number of years so if you need a place to park your money just say you were saving up this week for cleary but you're a little bit nervous dc is not a bad place to park your money and more than likely the most to back up after origin and everything else as well all right guys so uh looking at this uh I'll also do a quick shout-out, Leo Thompson. Uh, look, probably the last week to get him in, guys. He's a bit of a cash cow, but he's back to the bench. Uh, so he's, he. you know, you can make a little bit of money off him, but that's about it. Do not get suckered in by any of these uh, other players, guys, like in that team. They're, they're cheapies because um, they're all going to fall off, whereas Leo looks like he's going to stay in the 17, even at a full-strength team. Uh, So, guys, uh, to win this game, who have we got? So, Mitch, uh, have you got the Knights or Manly? I've got Knights by eight, mate. Wee. Okay. Nick? Manly by six. Yep. And I've got Manly by eight. So, a bit of a split decision on this one. And, yeah, with, like, all the injuries in both teams, it's pretty fair. Uh, All right. Moving on. Friday night. So, the first game is obviously the game of the round, guys. That's what's on Friday at 6 p.m so we have the warriors it might be the most even game that's true actually it's the warriors well it's, it's a top eight game according to the latter we have the warriors <laughs> in seventh versus the cowboys on, on fifth so and this is in Redcliffe. so uh weather should be all right for this one uh teamless
1: uh mitch what's happening with the cowboys uh, so the Cowboys, they've. Um, hang on a minute. Scott Oh, Stinkwater's back. So <laughs> Scott Drinkwater is replacing the hammer at number one. We've got uh, Jermaine tonell Brown getting into the starting side. And it looks like Ruben Cotter has been shifted to the bench. Yeah, and a Cohen Hed- so- Hess has been dropped. So the return of Scott Stinkwater. So um, certainly a downgrade on the hammer. Um, Stu, I'm sure you're happy to see him back, mate.
0: <laughs> oh, look, he was in my 2020 side, uh, in and out, when we all thought, oh, Jesus, is going to be, a, you know, great at fullback or at 5'8", and he no. wasn't really great at either. Him and Jamei yeah. Osaka, they were like, it was trap city that year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah it was gross. Uh, Nick, Warriors, what are we looking
2: at, mate? Um, we've got a pretty uh, stable side, I think. Edward Cozy has maintained his spot on the wing, so he was in jersey number 25, but he uh, came into the wing. So he's held his spot. Uh, Bunty Afoa is in the starting side. I am trying to work out who Adam he's starting. No, Mike, is, oh, okay, is yeah, so okay, AFB, who sustained an injury. Rocco Berry is in the 24, so just watch out. And the other cash cow the army valia as well as in the twenty fourth, so they may come come in and uh, either push arthur's onto the wing um for cosy or even even take up in a wing spot we've also got Eli katoa guys he's been benched for bailey syrenin so that's a pretty big uh pretty big call i think and that's going to hurt a lot of fantasy owners and uh one of on this podcast in fact <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> And the last one is Jack Murchie. What's happening with him, Stu? Look, he and Aaron penny
0: they've just come into the side as uh, they've had a few players out. So uh, Murchie's sort of been wandering in and out of the 17 for a little while, but, uh, yeah, back in this week.
2: Um, Not overly fantasy relevant either way, I guess.
0: (laughs) No, look, he's he's decent enough if he was in the starting side, right? But obviously Brown has decided that he just doesn't want to play him. So he's just using him there as cover, in that sort of um, little bit of middle, little bit of edge roll. Um Alright
2: guys. Where's, um when's Ben uh, Murdoch Massilla gone? Is he injured this week? He must be. He did it, he's just completely dropped out of the twenty five.
0: Mitch, did you see anything about
1: that or is it just like mystery time? Uh I didn't see anything about it. But okay, I'll mystery hope time it is now No, nah, don't worry. Not yeah. all that fantasy relevant
0: anyway. No, but, yeah, he was playing last week, but off the bench. But he has been in and out of the 17 as well. I'll be honest with you. I think Brownie's bucking around with his team until someone actually performs. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, Nick, what have you got this week for us, mate?
2: i got something a bit different. We haven't really talked about him. Reese Walsh, guys, uh, 666K. Uh, He's got a 47 this week, which is pretty good. It's his average this year. Three missed tackles and four errors. So he had 14 negative points there. So he really could have cracked a 60 um, because he actually had a good game. Four goals, a try assist, a line break, a line break assist, and nine tackle bust guys, which is really good to see. So he kept the goal kicking even though Sean Johnson came back into the side this week. And I think the Warriors looked much better with Sean Johnson there, who's an absolute stud. And Reece Walsh, also a stud. I think the Warriors may be a better team than we thought. I'm not saying he's a buyer. I think he's a hold, chuck a star to see what's happening Um, because Reese Walsh is really performing this week. The other guy, Jeremiah Nanai, who I looked at for the Cowboys. I'm sure we all have him. 478K, 42 fantasy points. He's still got a 20 break even. So he continues just to tick along, making slow amounts of cash. He didn't score a Hattie this week, which is what it is and he still uh, continues to miss many many tackles six missed tackles this week which is hurting him but he's 4.6 mixed uh, missed tackles in his short career so far so maybe that just is who he is and just take the um howdy's with the 10 missed tackles you know so yeah uh Stu, what have you got uh, mate, look,
0: you and Aitken, hes a guy I've heard a lot about this week. A number of number of people, including uh, Dean, who's a uh, friend of the podcast, talking about selling him because he's had three scores in the forties. He's only averaging forty-five point eight uh, at the moment. Look, I—I I still think that a guy who's punching out eighty in the second row. Uh, who plays, who's
1: listed centre, is probably a keeper, like in the centres, just parking there. there. He's been really solid week to week. Like My question is, name someone who's going to be more solid for the rest of the season in that position. 100%. Oh, look. Uh, yeah. And he's made us a bit of cash. Hang on. I think he's actually made a bit of cash. Might yeah, be 50K, like, 40K. Like, I think that's a crazy sell, to be honest. I can't understand that one. Yeah. Uh, as someone who sold bloody Bo or um, you know, don't don't make silly decisions <laughs> selling second rowers. That's it.
0: And and look, I think he was saying to to buy Bo firm But like I, I've had a few other people ask or talk about selling you and A Kennedy. Yeah, for me, he's he's looked the safest of all of those uh uh center slash second rowers. Uh, so compared to or like all the DPP uh, centers compared to Burton and Bird. So I he's not. He's not busting out 60s or 70s, but he's still busting out 40s, guys, so don't panic. Yeah, 100%. Just park him there, leave him there all season, and uh, be grateful that uh, you're not like me last year, who my starting pair was Jake Averillo before he was playing at half. And uh, who else was it? Uh, old mate from the Tigers, uh, Jimmy the Jet. <laughs> Possibly the worst <laughs> centre-starting pairing oh, of yeah. all time. It's a mega round. Oh, 100%. Uh, look... Otherwise, I've got Eli Katawa, Guys, uh, he's a big sell. Uh, just he's on the bench this week. Bailey Siren is back. And I don't know about you guys. I rate Bailey Siren as a NRL player. He's had a couple of head knock issues and whatever else. But Bailey, I reckon, can really play footy on an edge. So Eli Katawa, I think he just got unlucky. He got injured, lost his spot. Didn't quite get it back, and now he's on the bench. So, big sell. Go find someone else. See a mono. Uh, And, I guess, speaking of Bailey Siernan, look, he's got a 59 break even this week at 417K. <laughs> so, he's going to lose some cash, but if he does lock down this spot at some point, like, he'll be sub 400K. He could be a, a guy for later down the track. But we also got Tohu Harris in the mix in there somewhere, so... It's like don't get sucked in going, Oh look, he's starting this week. Uh yeah. Don't get sucked in. Mitch, who have you got?
1: Mitch. Mitch. Sorry, I my sorry, my mic had turned off. Just a quick point here, guys. <laughs>
0: I'd say they did it out, mate, but no, that's friggin' hilarious.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I I got halfway through it. So, I've got Jason at 61 points in 59 minutes. (laughs) Sucks if you you got rid of him last week. (laughs) Uh, Certainly seems that uh, his minutes this year will be around that point. He had a large number of base stats with two tackle breaks and three offloads for a bit of flavor. Uh, Nick... Is this an outlier or could he be a one PPM player per year as someone who sort of owned him and suffered on that pain train? No, when I sold him, I did the analysis. His PPM over the last four years has literally
2: dropped from 0.95-ish to 0.8. So, this is an outlier. Don't buy it. It's a one-off. Move on. Okay. So look, suggesting so Jason win wins worth 800k, come speak to Nick Lord. Uh, uh, yep, I'll, I'm happy to take that, but he will not reach 800k, guaranteed. Okay, Mitch, uh,
0: who have you got winning this game, mate? Warriors by four, mate. Warriors by four, Nick. 14, mate, by the Warriors, let's do it. Uh, and look, uh, three of us are all together in this one. I got the Warriors by six, though, so I don't know, it's a bit of a toss up, there's so many changes like in these particular teams it's a bit of shuffleboard uh look let's get to the second game of the night we have the Broncos versus the Roosters so the team list uh, I'll go through the Broncos uh big news this week is Albert Kelly is out Billy Walters is in at six named uh with Ezra Mam all the way down there at 23 so uh other news is Keenan Palacier is in for the suspended uh Flegler uh Kirk Catewell will returns from his calf injury, along with Jordan Ricky, who I believe had a rib injury. Uh, Kobe Hetherington uh, starts at thirteen, which is what all of us were hoping for preseason, but we only get now thanks, you know, our fantasy gods. Uh, Corey Jensen also joins us on the bench, uh, and Corey Pay, who we were all high on in the preseason when it looked like he was getting that starting role. Uh, Mitch, I- so Hello. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, Corey Paymate, he's finally cracked the starting team. So, yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Do you have him
1: still? No, no. I- as if you'd hold him for five rounds. <laughs> I've made some bad decisions this year, guys, but I'm not a total space cadet. Far out.
0: We, we, we must say, guys, that uh, Mitch is a great physio. No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, do you know what? I was tempted to sort of, you know, go as quiet as I could for the rest of the cast and just stick to physio because it, it, I, my advice has not been good this year. <laughs> I, I've whiffed a lot more than I haven't. No, he's right, said, it's- a week, mate. It happens. It It certainly does.
0: And look, so some so big things happening this oh, week. Don't get Daniel. The, the other one is uh, Tyson Gamble sitting there at eighteenth man. Uh, looking at the Rooster Squad, uh, no changes to the seven team which tuned up the Cowboys last week, uh, which really means Angus Crichton is still on the bench. Ooh. <laughs> Lindsay Collins is benched, Ooh. and. Uh, the other one is Joseph Sawali joins the twenty four, as does um, Sam Verrells. Sam Verrells is in the twenty four, but he's, he's, he's not listed to uh, start at hooker. So that's there. You go. That's looking really ugly. He might be off to the Dolphins
1: too. Um, <laughs> that, that, that we did make. We did talk about that, and I did make the point that I felt like he might struggle to make the seventeen. And there you go. There, I was right about something.
0: Hallelujah. There you go. Look, so guys, I guess if you bought Connor Watson, you know, you feel a little bit better about life. So look, uh, I guess I'll, I'll go first, but I'll, I'll leave Angus Crichton to you, Mitch. Uh, so look, I'll just go with Kobe Hetherington here. So Kobe Hetherington, 418K, scored 26 points last week, 29 break even. So he's standing at 13 for six weeks uh look he's he's only been playing limited minutes so far and very much an impact role i I reckon he's got quite a few more points in him so he's been playing for around 25 minutes a game so i reckon he'll get double that and that doesn't necessarily mean he'll double his score but even if he gets up to the 45 ish points i reckon he's a buy it's an ugly price point what do you guys think
1: yeah mitch uh i think it might be worthwhile i think harrigan could be gone for at least six to eight weeks it's a bit of a casino sort of situation um and, and we just don't know what could happen with Has next like there certainly seems to be some instability in that broncos team and kobe's a fairly reliable player so if you're looking someone for a little bit different you've probably got six weeks to make or break now does he have 100k cash in six weeks mm, it'll be close but it's an interesting little pod that's for sure yeah 100 percent. so look he's currently uh
0: priced at around a 32 points so and yeah his, his break even isn't terrible uh last year when he got some decent minutes at lock yeah, he didn't perform especially well. but uh, So it is a bit of a gamble, but I reckon he's probably advanced a little bit this year. His last score, uh, 51 points in 57 minutes against the Knights, around 25. Uh, last one for me, Billy Smith. Uh, did not play last week. Not named in the 24 at all. He's got some sort of mystery injury, right? And he's, uh, Swally's back in the 24. So that's danger signs there. Uh,
1: big sell. Uh, Nick at, at 270k though um, Could you wait a little bit longer To see if he's back It's like There's no one really To swap out to Other than Colatow um, really um, Could you afford uh, To wait a little uh, bit longer co- Cooler Cooler sorry Yeah
0: uh, you, you can afford To wait a little bit longer But you've already eaten a week of no scores Right And for me I like As many of my 21 Playing as possible So keeping a guy Just there On the chance That he might make the 24 when he returns he's played before this year he played what four games in four years
1: he does give you the
0: chance to loop he does but they already they play on friday night the second game so you gotta you gotta get someone from the warriors and the cowboys <laughs> to loop with bro
1: <laughs> Otherwise... oh, i still got ellie Katara at the moment so <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate,
0: yeah okay so look You can make a case, but uh, I think Judge Judy would uh, not look kindly upon it if he made it. So Mitch, uh, take us through who you've got.
1: Uh, So first one, Billy Walters. Um, My fantasy prayers were answered. He did have a rough game with 14 points in 59 minutes, three missed tackles and two penalties conceded. He really seemed to be moved around the attacking role in his side, he sort of was shifted from hooker and then he was kind of playing a sort of pseudo half role. Um, but with Kelly out, I feel like he might actually get back to that 5 8 throw where he really looked quite good uh, in that first game of the year. He's now at a big break even of 32. What are your thoughts, guys? Like, is Billy Walters now a buy? If you sold him, what are we all doing? For me, he's a buy. Uh, for, for
0: the fact that he's going to play 5 the rest of the year, the fact that he can play quite well, and the fact that he's uh, he's cracked that starting side, for me, like, I I definitely be interested in bringing back in. You probably got a week at break even thirty two, but probably only a week. Nick,
2: I'm not too happy with his uh, job security with Tyson Gamble there, who's played well last year, together with Ezra Mam, who they're touting as the future. Um, I know it's, it's 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 his dad who's the coach, but you know, with people breathing down your back of your neck like that, I'm not sure it's a good sign for him personally. So I'm avoiding. Um, but I'm not mad if anyone decides to go back to Walters uh, if they already got rid of them or if they're just going to pick him up this week easy all right and obviously it's a definite hold if you have him right now Starting oh, 100% private, hold
1: yeah 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 definite hold uh, next one, guys. Katoni Stag. so 28 points in 80 minutes. Has dropped 124k the first four weeks. Two missed tackles, two penalties conceded. He is an ultra classic player. Nick spoke about it last week. They really just don't seem to be using him properly. Break him 57 with a minus 25k price prediction. I think he's a chuck on star on him. I think there's a bit more drop to be seen. But he makes a really interesting potential cut price keeper. Uh, but... His fortunes, I think, are heavily tied to the Broncos, who seem to potentially be cellar dwellers again after a, a bright start. Uh, we have to be a little bit concerned with what we've seen the last couple of weeks from them. What about yeah. those Broncos fans' boys? How are they feeling this week? There wasn't much rage on our most recent uh, NRL <laughs> rankings. So.
0: Yeah, it's funny. The yeah. week before, they're like, we're 2-2. Two and two. Get the hell out of here. 2-1. <laughs> it's like, why are we down here? And then it's just like, yeah, but you... Played like terribly. It was
1: downward trajectory, but yeah, this they, they, yeah, they were very stinky against the the uh, the Warriors. That that was not good. That was that was yeah, shades of 2020. When you lose to the Cowboys, who are certified stinky, you become very stinky, and then <laughs> like that's not good. That's just how the stinky rules work. So, anyway, final one, guys. Gus Crichton. <laughs> so 38 points in 35 minutes. Uh, Almost definitely playing injured. Has now dropped 107k in value. So, Stu, that is a matrix dodge we've had there. His current break-even is 76. There's more cash to go. Uh, It looks like they're going to continue to just try and plod through and play him off the bench. Wait till you see the increase in minutes and then jump on him. 100%. Like, he's definitely a guy that I am watching
0: every week. But... I, I was saying right, he will become sub-600 in two weeks at current trends. So uh, if he has a really bad game this week, possibly sub-600 this week. So, uh, yeah, definitely chuck a star in Angus. Um, and the the other thing about Tony Staggs, I was just thinking about it, right? With the change in halves, uh, he could get a little bit more ball because I know that Adam Reynolds uh, was... Uh he plays Stags plays outside Reynolds, doesn't he? On the right? Uh and yes. Yes. And, yep. and and what I've from what I've been seeing is that Reynolds gets the ball on the last play, so that uh the ball generally travels left during the early play so it could come back right for the kick. Mm-hmm. So uh it could be that he's just not getting as much ball in the middle of the set, sort of tackle threats That's a really four, good So hopefully now he might get a little bit more if Billy Walters is a bit more trusted. Uh, Okay, Nick, who have you got, mate?
2: Ian Haas, all reliable. Uh, Guys, he's actually made nearly 100K this season, which is pretty unbelievable. And um, his his offloads have gone up from 0.4 in 2021 to 2 in 2020 in this year. And they're all gone to hand, so... You know, he's only got one line break so far. So, you know, just keep riding him. Hopefully his minutes stay up and he's definitely a captaincy option this week. Um, bring him in if you don't have him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he's absolutely killing it. Uh, the other one, guys, Joe Manu, 539K. He scored 58 this week, but listen to this. Two tries, two tries assists, a line break. Two line break assists, a five tackle bus. That is disgusting <laughs> that he only made 58. He's an absolute trap. He averaged 42 at center. And 38 so far this year. Don't get tempted. He's a trap. Okay, that's my spiel.
0: Yeah, that's it. Until uh, James Tedesco, you know, gets injured. If he does. Yeah, Jerry Mano's 100% certified trap. Yep. Okay, so guys, uh, we've all got the Roosters winning this week. What are, what are the odds? Nick, how, what have you got them winning by? 12. Uh, Mitch? And... And I've I've gone big on this one for once. I've got them winning by eighteen.
1: So sorry, Broncos. Yeah, Zunias. I'll
2: probably I'll probably jump on the roosters this week actually. I like to pick a, a solid favourite. So yeah, I think I'll jump on them.
1: You know, in recent times though, the Broncos have kept it fairly close. If I go back That's true. Uh TPJ was running
0: at poor the uh Paul Sam yeah, Walker. Walker.
2: <laughs> like, like
0: like all night. Just like a wrecking ball. It was it was horrifying
2: to watch. Yeah, I'm not scared by this Bronco start to find the roosters. Just tell them up. That's it. Yeah, Jordan, Easy money, guys. Uh, Kurt Catewold's a
0: good player. Jordan Ricky, they're both good players, but they're not Pangai Jr. running at Sam Walker type Nah, nah. Uh But look, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, next game, we're up to the Saturday games here. We've got what I'm hoping is a decent game, but probably won't be. We have the Raiders at home versus the Storm. <laughs> Uh, so guys I'll run through this one really quickly because there's no actual changes Raiders same 17 as last week uh, Starling named it 9 again and though he may swap on the day with Matt Frawley just to mess with us uh, Storm 1-17 to 17, same as last week I guess when you win 44 mil, nil without any injuries you don't change nothing or uh, if
1: you're Raiders and you lose, you don't change nothing either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's
0: true. So they've got bigger issues there because they don't have too many players to change to. Uh, it's funny. The Raiders, I thought, had a lot of depth this year, but I'm having a look at uh, outside of Ryan Sutton, right? They're really bottom of the barreling there. Uh, so, guys, uh, who are we looking at this week? Nick, take
2: us away. Um... I have uh, Jack White and Blackjack, six hundred forty-one k. He actually had a really good score this week, sixty-six. Um, so his break-even's a bit lower on thirty-eight. So he's, he, I think he's in really good form ever since Schneider came back, which is Mitch's call, and with Starling. So that's all Mitch. Totally agree. Uh, I'm sort of thinking, guys, he may not get the fourteen jersey if Nico Hines is continuing to impress the way he is. So Raiders play around thirteen. So if you got White and hold him, and maybe I'm gonna consider bringing him in
1: um, as a bit of a spicy choice. Just a quick one, Nick. I was out at uh, Scott's College on Saturday and my mate, Brad Fittler, who's not my mate, but he was out there and I got a quick moment to chat to him and I asked about Jack Whiten's potential in 14 because we all know I'm a big Jack Whiten fan. I didn't get a yes or no, but I got a coy grin. So, you know, that's hot off the press, boys. There you go. That is super hot
0: off the press, mate.
1: There you go. Not confirmed, but coy grin yeah and and by the way for
0: for the people at home that's that's for origin this year by the way in in case that wasn't clear yeah awesome and look to to be fair jack whiten has played at fullback he can play he's played at origin at center you know he he can play at five eighth like what what where else does he need to cover prop anyway
1: (laughs) i reckon he could play prop yeah, set, set to play
0: lock. he could play Locke. Yeah, that. he'd be a great Locke. 100%. So, look, he's
2: a great player. Nick, who else have you got there, mate? You've got another big origin star. Harry Grant, 719K. So, I'm a bit surprised, guys, because I thought he would score better um, whilst tailing up the bulldog. So, 47 fantasy points. Uh, so, his break-even's got up to 57. So, if you got him, obviously hold him. But he had two tries, assists, one line break assist, 36 tackles. So, I just thought 47 was a bit disappointing. Um, he plays Origins. So, uh, I'm sort of thinking, guys, based upon his form so far this year, we thought preseason that he you sort of had to have him. So much so that some people brought him in round one, even when he wasn't playing, just to save a trade. And been um, during COVID, <laughs> exactly. So it's been it's been pretty rough for Harry Grant owners, and then it really, I know he's been good, but he hasn't been great. So um, I'm sort of saying, hold them if you got him and chuck a star if you don't, and maybe pick him up post origin at this rate because he hasn't really sort of blown the doors off yet. So yeah. I know he's only played two games, and they've been in, disrupted and COVID and all this sort of stuff. But you know, I'm a bit disappointed with him. So, Stu, how are you feeling about your Harry Grant? Oh, look. <laughs> Yeah, look, the the second loss,
0: one week I knew, the second one due to COVID was a bit of a bugger. The Look, he got 61 in 77 minutes for the Rabbits. I thought that was pretty good. 61's a pretty, very solid
2: score this year. But you'd expect him to score well against a good team through the middle. Like, Rabbits literally play through the middle, so he's a tackle machine, right?
0: 100%. Uh, but boy the thing that happened last week is, is that they... The Bulldogs, they start off early down the middle. They had a really good first 10 minutes and like really ran hard. And that's where I think a couple of those missed tackles came in. But the other part about it is that after about the first 15 minutes or so, the Storm were just on top. And so they stopped having to play through the middle. They stopped having to run out of the ruck because they just want to get the ball wide, make some metres. The Bulldogs started retreating, giving away penalties. It just broke down the game. So I think Kerry Grant will shine better against guys like uh, against better teams and upcoming they've got uh, Canberra and then they've got Cronulla and then after that uh, New Zealand Warriors Newcastle and St George so I I still reckon I'll do okay
2: Do you think bring him in though?
0: That's sort of the point? Look you'd be hard pressed whether to bring in him or uh, Cookie at the moment so
1: but look He's not a bad choice, but I'd probably wait a week. Yeah, nice. What have you got, Mitch? Uh, so i got a few boys. I've got Tom Starling, who I sort of said I'd speak about earlier. 39 points in 59 minutes. Seems to be around that 60-minute mark for his work rate, uh, and that's what we should continue to expect. Four missed tackles and one penalty considered really hurt his stats. Would expect his average points to be between the 45 to 50 mark week to week. So with that, I think there is a bit of cash to be had. Um, that said, I think if you're not all already on him, it's probably a little bit late. Uh, Josh King, 41 points in 49 minutes. He had a meat pie in there. Uh, the minute drop has already happened and would be thinking he'll probably likely plummet to the 30s this week. Breaking him 16, so perhaps one, maybe more two weeks, then it's time to get off. So make sure you have a little bit of cash stashed away to, to build him into someone else which leads me to his potential successor brandon smith 29 points in 50 minutes seem to lose some minutes to king and grant this week has dropped 95k with a break even of 65 boys do we think he'll get his minutes back and if so could it be possible to do a straight swap for king to smith oh Stu, what do you think look i I like
0: Brandon Smith as a... I reckon he's like a... He's a keeper, like flip in, flip out. Doesn't play Origin this year. So definitely. Uh, Brandon Smith is has to be on your radar at the moment, guys, as an option for you. Uh, because I reckon he... Last week he played 80 with a busted hand. He came back early. This week, I'm guessing, again, the Storm didn't have to go through the middle. They just went out wide. So he didn't have to play hard and he was had less minutes because they wanted to keep him... Sweet. So I reckon Brandon Smith, there is lots of points in him. And I reckon even as much as next week, right, he could be a buy. If he gets, what's his break even? 60? Uh,
1: 63, I think. 63. I've written it down 65. 65,
0: 65. Mate. So look, he could get a 55 next week, lose a little bit of cash, right? And then I'd still be pretty keen to jump on him, like, next week or the week
2: after, as long as he's looking fit. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, job security is pretty big to me. So I- I'm just a bit worried about his certainty for minutes and things like that, particularly because he's gone next week. So, yeah. Uh, next year, sorry. Oh, 100%.
0: But I think Melbourne have shown that even if they got guys going, like they're still playing the Bromwich brothers, right? They're still
2: playing Kifusi. So well, I-, I wouldn't be surprised they started blighting their other guys, but that's a different conversation. So um yeah that, that's just me though um I, I really like job security and that's what i pr- try and prioritize when i can fair enough
0: fair enough what have you got Stu? uh mates i've got just the one ryan pappenhausen first guy to crack a century this year 102 points uh eight, yeah exactly 18 break even this week so four tries unlikely to replicate that week to week Uh, I think he did something similar last year and got 122. So you can see the the couple of nerfs that are coming there against him. Uh, You want him on your team somewhere, guys. So he's got an 18 break-even this week. So try and fit him in somewhere if you don't have him. You should, but if you don't, make some room.
2: Yeah, Uh, we brought him up last week and we were sort of saying he just didn't quite have that top speed. Maybe it was injury, but... He definitely had it this week because, um, you know, for that long range try off Hughes, he sort of managed to keep the distance with Matt Dufty still. who's no sludge, um in, in the open field. So, it's really good to see him back to
1: full fight. And yeah, he's, he's an absolute buy on my book too, Stu. Mm. I think we sort of said he was just getting better with week eight, each week and he was sort of either this week or last week uh, away from being top pap. So, we weren't too far off on that one. Hundred percent. So look, guys, uh,
0: we've all got the storm to win. It's just a matter of the odds. (laughs) Mitch, what have you got them to win by? Fourteen, mate. I've got them by sixteen, Nick. I've got them by thirty. Thirty.
1: Jeez. Yeah, I could see
0: that. Excellent. Okay, so guys, I guess for the Raiders fans, sorry, boys, uh, you know it's probably going to be a rough week, but you never know uh, how it turns around if you if you really make it a grindy game. Uh, then you might not lose by too much. Uh, moving on, 5.30 game. We got the uh, Charity Shield Mark 2, Rabideaus versus the Dragons. Uh, so for this one, uh, Rabidos. a uh, few changes this week. Jackson Paulo is at 23, for, uh, coming back from an HIA. Went off uh, about 50th minute last week. So Josh Mansour comes into the team uh we have thomas burgess comes in uh due to the injury to mark nichols so he's he's the starting prop and dave uh moali joins on the bench uh we have uh, everyone else pretty much the same as last time cam murray and damian cook huge point scorers last week they're still there and for the dragons uh which one of you do i like
1: the least mitch talk to us about the mighty dragons Uh, So really the only... Stinky mate. They're not stinky. I'm not going to have any of that. I think they just came across a red-hot Eels team. (laughs) I actually liked a few things I saw there. But to get back to Stu's uh, question, we've got Jaden Sewer who's come back into the starting... Uh, 13 after a week for being a Sinbin Magnet. Hopefully, he can dodge one this week. And, uh, Stu, I'm just looking here. Did Aaron Woods come off the bench last week or did he start? I'm just no, thinking... Yeah, uh, Aaron Woods
0: is back and Blake Laurie is gone yes. back to the uh, bench.
1: Yeah, I thought so, yep. So, Aaron Woods is into the starting lineup and Blake Laurie to the bench, Matt. You, you didn't bold that one. No, I nearly uh, missed so, it.
0: Sorry, mate. I did too. As yeah. soon as you said, I'm like, Nate you got me. And uh, Jake... G- G-
1: I can't even Jack say Jack Gajewski uh, is dropped because he stinks. So, now I like everything that they've done there. Um, the team looks pretty well as good as it could. I, I just wonder, we'll get, we'll get to this in a sec, but Dylan Brown exposed the Dragons something fierce for their sluggishness in defense, and it's not for lack of effort. It is a big, burly team. They're looking to run teams over, but any player that has a bit of speed and lateral movement seems like they'll cut teams apart. So... Damian Cook, if he's willing to run uh this Saturday night, could have a night. Like every time Dylan Brown touched the ball, he looked like he was going to score or set up a try, and and he pretty well did. So I don't know if Cook has got the right balance for Volandi's ball, but you look at this team and it it's strong. Uh one to seventeen, so uh anyway, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Look, I've certainly got some concerns. I've got a uh
0: Bet with Mark from Fantasy Amateurs about the uh, dragons picking up the spoon this year. I've got the line at thirteen and a half, and I'm I'm currently behind on that. So <laughs>
1: he he bet that they'd get the spoon.
0: Well, yeah, he bet he bet that they'd come fourteenth
1: uh, or lower. Right, we 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 drew the oh, line. Jeez, and I know they're currently fifteenth, so he, they could definitely come fourteenth or lower. This, I think Nick said this last week, and we want to get to their players, but Nick said it, and he's right. It's the sort of game last week against the Eels that the Dragons could just completely implode. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we see this week because they didn't stop trying last week and they had moments of good, but they just could not stop the yield. So it'll be interesting but to see they if stink. they can stop the bunnies. They they don't stink. They okay, just move, smell. Okay,
0: moving on. Let's go to the sides. So look, guys, look- I had Cam Murray. So I mentioned him before, he's currently at 858K, guys. So if you start Ooh. off the year with Cam Murray, right, you're, you're absolutely... Yeah, cheering. Exactly. Like, And not too many people do. He's probably the, the pod you know, of the year so far. I'm happy. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I guess her, um, no floggers policy is working out right now. Uh, <laughs> work even better if, uh, Haskett's a few weeks or, uh, a few weeks either off the field or in jail. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for breaching his good behavior bond. Moving on. Uh, Cam Murray, 858 K 73 points last week, 46 break even. Uh, look, he's had three huge weeks of, big minutes 72 minutes uh, week two and then 77 the last two weeks uh, I reckon he's probably the breakout star this year uh, even in, with Payne scores and especially like there's depth issues at the uh, at the Rabbits and it looks like he's going to play Gerbo style minutes this year by the look of it what did you guys think about that
2: Nick Oh mate, I I love Cameron Murray. He's a stud player. I was very suspect in the preseason about his minutes even though he uh, ascended to captain this year. I was worried about Mitch's uh, shoulder prognosis so I, I had a bigger void. Um, that's been all completely wrong. He's an absolute stud. He pokes his nose through the line. He can set up tries. He can score them. Bust tackles, off-flow, quick play the balls. So he literally does everything. He'll probably, apart from his IEO and Nathan Cleary, he'll probably be one of the first picked actually in this in the New South Wales squad this year because he's just been on an absolute tear. So um, I wouldn't know how to break up my team to bring him in, nor you know, nor would I. But you know, if you got him, you are absolutely cheering.
0: Hundred percent. And I guess he's a place that you can put some clearing money if you were worried. But, you know, for the... You're paying $850, you, you're not really saving that much by doing so. He makes an interesting captain choice,
1: though.
0: Mm, he certainly does coming up this week versus the Dragons, who like to play down the middle as well. So, mm. 100%. And look, the fact that he did he scored so well in a losing side also bodes well because it means mm. that um, he's not one of those players who's going to be left behind when their team's getting tuned up. So is his effort and his motor are
1: 100% good to go. Uh, Mitch, who have you got, mate? I've got a few again. I, as the podcast listeners probably know, I'm a big Dragons boy, but we'll start with the South Sky. Uh, Lachlan Alliance spoke about the need to hold him as he ascends into the half roll easily his best game was denied a meat pie and a triasis so could have gone close to 50 had he got both of those reasonable half coverage um, sitting in our interchange and emergency he's going to be a slow burn and cashy but do we all agree it's worth staying on the Elias train
0: yeah 100% oh look I certainly do I, I was originally trading him out for uh, Brodie Jones last week I instead traded uh, Billy Walters for Brodie Jones which I'm now regretting it was the right choice but uh No, that was the
1: right choice, mate.
0: Events have made me look like a mug. Uh, So I'll be fixing that up this week. But definitely, uh, and Elias looked very good last week.
1: Apart from the boot to the face, that was a bit ugly. But moving on. Who else have you got, Mitch? Benny Hunt, no need to panic in a side that got crushed. Had five missed tackles. uh, And 42 isn't awful, given they got diced by 28 points uh dragons aren't contenders but they have good depth and have shown moments where they can be good as i said came up against neil's team that has really found their groove hold the line the other one and this is really a point of concern if you do have him like i do is jack bird he continues to look good and pass the eye test but in a team that doesn't have a 5'8, he i think will become the 5'8 for the next few weeks and as a result of that, I think he's a sell. Um, he's going to have a huge drop in tackles. He's not going to do much of the general play kicking. Um, most likely will not go back to the second row. I think St. George have plenty of depth there. And they're looking for a bit more experience to get the ball to the center and wingers uh, where they can score points. And hopefully, you know, next time he throws a big old up ball to Zach Lomax, he can catch it because I don't think he could have put it more in the bread basket. And it was at that point the Dragons had lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. They, they've got more issues than that and, um, Yeah, Lomax trying to catch the
2: ball Yeah, that really <laughs> helps but, um, Just to um, back into that Jack Bird uh, is a sell And then the guy he replaces is also a sell as well Tata Mone at 298k He's got a, a whopping minus 2 In yeah. um, 14 minutes off the bench So he's been named a 14 at, uh, jersey again Which we said, so sell him Um uh, the easy trade is down to cooler, um, albeit he's got a um, four-week or so uh, timeline, so not huge runway. Uh, but what's the other recommendation for the other eleven percent
1: ownership for uh, Monet this week, guys? Is it Walters, or are there any other options? Anyone but a Monet. I mean, I think with the start of the season, we said to dear clear, but you've you've got to look to, to cash out immediately. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head uh leo thompson's probably a little bit late there lachlan elias is mm. almost a straight swap at 300k you're only losing 2k and i think he's on the rise uh he'd be my recommendation if you don't have Lockie elias that's who i'd go to
0: yeah. Stu, uh look 100 percent mate look elias walters cooler uh sort of the guys this week i've I've honestly been struggling like up until the Billy Walters news. There's not too many cashies left around. And even Billy Walters, I'm a little bit hesitant on to simply do the fact that Reynolds is a more dominant playmaker. But uh, there's still some money to be made there. So, look, uh, any of those three will definitely see you safer than Amone because I reckon you've probably got, what? what's the floor price, 220K? I reckon Amone yep. may hit that.
2: okay uh so so get out of money at all costs if the cost is cooler at 220k you'll pocket 80k to do something else with and just to round up this uh game guys i got damien cook uh 800k he absolutely showed out with 61 tackles as we said which translated to 72 fantasy points so we've got a line break as well he only missed one tackle so Um, There's still some fantasy life in the old dog uh, after or after we sort of doubted him. So, I would say, guys, if you've read Marnie, if you can squeeze together some cash, just go to Cookie. Marnie does not look like the same guy he was at the beginning of last year. I would personally recommend a stud in Cookie. What do you guys think? Stu?
0: Yeah, look, uh, Damien Cookie seems to be playing a lot of minutes. So, he he doesn't seem to have lost too many to Havili. So he seems to be pretty safe. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, especially looking at the makeup of this team this week. Uh, I'm I'm seeing like Blake Taff, Jacob Post, Davy Moali Liam Knight, none of those are taking minutes from him. So, no. yeah, he should be all
1: right. Uh Mitch I think Damien Cook looks the goods. He's, he's really racking up. I think he had 60 tackles uh, last game. So he's really racking up the base stat. So he's a nice safe bet. And the other thing is he hasn't been having huge games where he's been running or busting tackles. So sooner or later, I think he is going to do that. Again, he's a really interesting potential POD and possibly even a captaincy option in a year where you can sort of be a bit more fluid with, with your choices as captain week to week. There doesn't seem to be a definitive pick uh, every week although <laughs> the three of us seem to pretty well stick as closely as we can to Haas and uh, Cleary and yeah that has been about it and have had That's our ha- pants pulled down tough year for captains so um, 8.8% ownership for
2: Damien Cook so yeah I agree he's a bit of a pot at the moment so um, I've got the Rabbitohs by 20 Mitch what do you have this week? I've sticking by the Dragons i got them by oh, 4 oh my
0: goodness and I've okay. got the Rabbitohs by uh, 7 oh, like, oh, I reckon it'd be close I okay. might be field goal somewhere in there just to just to square it away. Nick, do you want a sandwich on the
2: line? Uh split the diff. Yeah. So rabbit eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, done.
0: Done easy, easy, uh, my easy, easy, easy. Okay, but, m- moving on. <laughs> okay, uh, last game for Saturday: uh, Titans versus Eels up on the Gold Coast. So, Titans, uh, Jermaine Sarko gets another week at fullback. Philip Sami is back, uh, in at center along with Patrick Herbert. Uh, Isaac Liu comes back into the side as well. Uh, Bo Foma also makes straight back in there. Uh, which forces a bit of a reshuffle. Sam Lozano is completely out of the 17. Jared Wallace comes in, which is probably a good choice there. Uh, And Kevin Proctor moves back to the bench as well. Uh, So uh, Brian Kelly looks to be injured as well. uh, Unknown. Why? Uh, Because he's nowhere to be seen in the 24 on the Eel side, uh, Sean Lane comes back in on an edge which puts Ryan Madison to 15 and Bryce Cartwright all the way to reserves. Uh, Mitch Rain comes in for the first time this year at 17 which is a big concern uh, for Reed Marnie. Uh, apart from that, the 17 is pretty close to the side which uh, did run up a bit of a score versus the Dragons. So, Nick... Who have you got this week, mate?
2: Uh to kick it off, Will Penicini, he finally showed up guys with fifty six. Uh, so he's got a nine in break even this year. Uh sorry, this this round. So, we know he's a stud um, and he tore up the Stinky Dragons. Uh, so, the 18% of ownerships, uh, you're breathing a sigh of relief uh, after he scored nine versus a storm the week before. So, he made a great run down the right. So, you've got to try assist in a line break just off that run, which was nice uh, where they backed up through the middle for him. So, I'm not sure he's a bite around 400k In and there's heaps of centers around, as we said, with burden, Aiken, and et cetera. So, just hold um, if you got him. I wouldn't bring him in, but definitely hold on to him. The other one, guys, is Big Tino, Farsu, Malaui. Mala so, we haven't really spoken much about, it, about him, which is why I brought him up. So, he's got a 48, uh, which is a decent captain's knock. So, he's got a break even of 42. He's intriguing. He's a tantalizing type of prospect. So, he has got a 61 uh, last week and he consistently hits around about 60 minutes. So, the reason why I brought him up as well is because he's got a 10.6% ownership, which I think is quite high. He's made you 50K so far. So, I'm not sure if there's any value. So, I'd say he's a hold. And for anyone else, just maybe just watch him, um, because it's definitely more to his game in terms of like offloads and and tackle busts and things like that that we didn't see previously. But he may be starting to hit his stride, so potentially chuck a star and and see if you might want to bring him in a bit later. Yeah, hilariously,
0: you would rather have him rather than uh, Junior Paulo or uh, Adam Faneuil Blake this year. <laughs>
2: so he's he's been performing and he looks good, like it. He, and we just haven't brought him up at all. So, you know, definitely thought we, we we should give him a bit of love this week and definitely just keep an eye on him. Not, not a buy recommendation. This is not uh, fantasy advice to bummer but, yeah, just keep an eye on him. Yep. No, 100%. And
1: speaking of uh, good players at the Titans, Mitch, who have you got? A feeder guys, so we've talked about him last week, but I think we should just bring you up again. Continues to punch out those below-average scores, and I think we really thought he might crack off a big one against the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, one missed tackle and a penalty conceded. Main issue is absence of any attacking stats. He had three tackle breaks, uh, and that's it. And certainly last year, he was sort of known for, for pushing towards double-digit tackle breaks. Um, sooner or later, he will crack out a big round. When do we think this will be, guys? His barrack even is currently 75. Uh, Well, it could be any time. That's the thing about him. He's like a
0: time bomb. But I I honestly think that Toby Sexton, the ball goes out that side and he's just not getting the right sort of quality ball, which sees into space yet. And I I think that probably a third of their coaching time will be around when the ball comes right. To give David feeder ball, but not crap ball, because he he gets a lot of flat footed ball. Like oh, we don't know what to do. Let's hand it off. Yeah, better shape for sure, hundred percent. Because like we saw it in the All Stars game. If you get him running out wide, uh, and he gets sort of some one on one situations, he's just hard to stop. Because one on one, he'll just continue to brush multiple defenders off.
1: So, What's the recommendation, guys? Hold or sell? Hold. Oh, if you've got him, hold. But if you don't, just just wait for it to get right to the bottom. Mm. And and as Juice said, I think that's a fantastic point. Wait to see Sexton pass the eye test. Once he passes the eye test, it's probably a safe bet. Hundred percent.
0: Those those two are very closely to linked together. Considering that they play next to each other, no one else is feeding David for feedable. The centers aren't passing it back on the inside, so. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. And they have to fix that. The Titans are paying too much money not to fix that.
1: Uh, now, the other one, one I've got. Yeah, so I've got Dylan Brown, one of the most dominant 5 performances I've seen in a while. Uh, and we sort of spoke about how he exposed that Dragon's defense. Regularly cut through the line and threatened to score. He had monstrous stack attacking stats. He had one meat pie, one tries, two line breaks, two line break assists, five tackle breaks. <laughs> Is it fair to say now it's too late to get on board or do we think there's a little bit more in Dylan Brown? He sort of seems to me to be like a Munster-esque player where he has the ability to crack out a 70 to 80 but could easily have you know a high 30 to low 40 rounds. So, boys, um, is it now officially too late? I know Nick picked him as his POD last week and I think that was sort of a masterstroke of one of the the better yep. claims this year. Uh, <laughs> shouted down by Stu, I remember that. Stu, why wasn't that named as one of the things you got wrong, mate? Just just well, because I, I
0: reckon Dylan Brown across the year, I reckon he, he's a very oh. rocks and diamonds player.
2: I, mate, I've you just can't admit multiples. when you're wrong, all right? <laughs>
0: yeah, that too. I, I never, did. I, I didn't say I was wrong about that one either, so I'm not admitting that either. No. Nah. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Like look at Dylan Brown's history here, right? He's, he's very much, he, he can pull out some great games. He's also got, uh, look, you ride the ride the lightning with him. Uh, 72, 55, 38, 56, 64, 43, 39, right? Uh, all 80 minute games, all against different sides. And look, last year, the 43 and the 39 I just mentioned were versus the Tigers and the Bulldogs. He he's one of those guys who gets
2: better points against some of the better teams. Uh, hey, Mitch, I actually called Dylan Brown two weeks
1: ago before the Storm game, so he scored 83 to 85 since then. Hey, your Dylan Brown pick is better than my Jack Whiten pick and it's Stu too. shouted you down both times. So, to <laughs> listeners out there who <laughs> listen to Stu, you, 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 you made a mistake. I reckon across the length you know, of the season, <laughs> you'll, be,
0: you'll be happy about that. Two weeks does not make a season. Uh, otherwise, you know, we'd all be on the... Uh, like a, a few different paths to glory here. We'd all be saying Max King's a keeper for the season. Uh, but yeah, look, Dylan Brown certainly did do very well this week. And look, speaking of my poor picks, Toby Sexton, well, I don't know. The Titans played the worst game I have can remember seeing against the Tigers. Those two teams put on an absolute shocking game. That hurt our eyeballs, though. Eh? Like- oh, mate. it's I, I wanted a refund and I watched it for free. So, <laughs> the, um, look, 619K, you haven't lost too much money. For Toby Sexton, it's very much a, it's a personal choice. I can't recommend that you, you know, if you're going to sell, you've got to sell him this week. Uh, if you're going to keep him, just know that you're going to ride the lightning for a few weeks there. Uh I'd also go to another guy is uh, having not a great week, Junior Paulo, 31 points, 49 break-even. He's a victim of his team doing too well. You don't need to offload if the Dragons are, you know, standing beneath the goalposts. So he didn't get too much of a run there, and I think he got a bit of a rest. Uh, last one, Beau Furmore, 5.48K. He's got that 12 break-even because he's basically just had three good games, Right. So he's already made 100K. I guess if he's very much, for me, I don't know about you guys, he's very much one of those gamble guys. If you think that he's a native 650, 700K guy, you can still get on both thermal because uh, 650, 700K guy will is basically keeper territory this year. If not, well, then you're basically just chancing that he has a couple of good games and you can cash out, which I think is very hard for a guy starting at 548k. Nick, what about you, mate? What are you thinking about both Firmall?
2: I think the boatsmiths, I think you're taking on risk that you don't necessarily need to. I'm not saying he's not going to reach those heights, but that's quite a lot of cash to tie up for 100k price rise, in my opinion. So I think you could probably find that elsewhere in Billy Walters or a Teletel Cooler this week, to be honest. Excellent. Okay. And uh
0: Mitch, do you agree? How are you feeling about both firm? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> moving I on. Certainly,
1: I'm certainly not going back
0: to him. Fair enough. Okay, guys, uh, let's uh, let's speed up for the listeners at home. So, uh, who have we got winning this week? I got the Eels plus sixteen. Mitch. Eels by eight. Nick. Uh, I'll say
2: by twelve. Split the difference.
0: Easy, mate. Okay, so moving on. We come to, obviously, the other game of the round. Anything involves the West Tigers, obviously, must be great. We have the Sharks versus the West Tigers, 405 at 5 at Stadium at Cronulla. Let's hope the wind is not like it was last week. Uh, big one for this one, guys. CSC for Talakai is still in the team. No sign of Connor Tracy with that hamstring injury. The rest of the team is pretty good when you win 18-0 because you don't change too much. <laughs> Now, the Tigers, guys, the Tigers got absolutely towed up last week and, like, by themselves, they only lost by two points. (laughs) But, like, it was a shocking game. Yeah, they're uh, unlucky. Look, after what is, you know, a terrible game all round, how many changes do you think they need? Nick, read me out all the changes there, mate. Um... Nothing. Nothing. 100% Hundred percent the exact same seventeen
1: as last week as well. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's crazy. What, what? do you know what the okay. problem is? They have no one to put in who's better. Because they're paying Luke Brooks one point one million dollars. Oh my goodness, that's, that's true. true. This this bench is trash. That's, that's true. true. Oh my goodness. Uh look.
0: Uh the good news is is uh for fantasy wise, uh for me Kelma Tualagi, uh, is in the side. He's overcome whatever shoulder injury that took him off in the 41st minute. Mitch, take us around to luggy
1: Yeah, so, uh, to luggy, 25 points in 40, 41 minutes. Um, I had in here, where we concerned about his minutes in a struggling Tigers team because I didn't watch the game, but clearly that was that shoulder injury. His break-even is currently 26, so no risk in holding there. Cam um, McInnes, so... 36 points in 42 minutes. His PPM does look good and he had minimal attacking stats. We're really looking for that value to bottom out and minutes to increase. Do we think that this will happen anytime soon, if at all? Uh, Nick, you're the McInnes man. What do you think? No, I don't don't see it happening.
2: They're, they're, They're in a groove and you don't mess with things that are going well. And, you know, he really offers that punch off the bench. So I think that might sort of be his go for the moment, to be honest. He just gets a really hard run at the line, lightning quick playing the ball. He might have the quickest playing the ball. I'll go look it up and um, bring it back next week about his play-the-ball speeds. They must be ridiculous because I test, he's just getting them such good momentum when the game slows down a bit. So, And that just might be his niche in a team with some great forwards who can just, um, you know, not offer the same impact that McInnes can.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. hundred percent. You look at the rest of that uh, bench there and you're looking at Tolman, you're looking at uh, the feeder, right? Braden Trindles there over there, half cover. They're, they're not really quick guys, are they?
2: No. And, and nor should McKinnis really start, personally, because even at the Dragons, he's not a big enough body to sort of make a dent in the line, you know what I mean? So off the bench kind of makes a lot of sense for me. <laughs> I would like to see that get to 60 minutes, but um, yeah, I think 50, 40, 50 minutes might just be where he's at. 100% now look I've just
0: sent something through in the group chat boys like I thought this was a meme this picture of Cameron McInnes but no that's his official photo boys um, yeah <laughs> he, right he looks like he's evolved to become like the ultimate rugby league player like already pre-bent out of shape <laughs> but look no he's, he's playing very well uh, moving on uh, let's go to, the, go to the next guys here uh, Nick who have you got mate
2: uh, CSC Vitalikai We've mentioned him four times Guys uh, He's made some nice money And um, He's averaged 34 in center For his career I believe So he's trapped Okay Don't get him He'll make you 74k If he averaged 34 In the next three weeks But Don't feel pressure To bring him in um, Despite his Ultra ultra low BE Um Hold if you got him, obviously, but avoid. I just wouldn't bother bringing him in. Job security is pretty rubbish. He had a one-off good game. Um, And my other guy is Luke Brooks, guys. We haven't talked about him at all. He's uh, 593K. He had a trash game. 38 fantasy points isn't good enough for him. The main reason is because he only had 203 kick meters. So, Jock Madden actually took uh, 300 or so kick meters from his milkshake, which is disappointing. Um, but Stu told me that Hastings is back next week, so that should be a good return to form. So Josh, Jock Madden as well is an avoid. Don't bring him in despite his super low break even. Um, so that's two avoids I've, I've helped everyone with uh, this week, which is good. Um, so if you've got Luke Brooks on the other hand though, hold him. He should come good when Jackson Hastings comes back and takes more of the general kicking play uh, mm. duties. That's it. Though so hopefully for the Tigers, they work something out in
0: that space.
2: For fantasy managers, maybe too. Uh, Stu, Nico, Hines, What have you got, mate? Look, he. A
0: lot of people put the captaincy on him last week. He was actually quite high in the stakes. Um, Forty-three points. He's got a forty-six break-even. Now they were abysmal conditions out there. Like he, some kicks went backwards right like someone went out on the. that was insane you see him kicking for goal it was he just was like this is a joke 100 percent. the wind down there like I, i'm a i'm a shy boy it's like the wind down there they're right on the march flats and it goes straight out onto the bay it just it just whips through that stadium and of course they spent millions of dollars to redevelop it and it just means that the wind comes at a slightly different angle now so it's <laughs> It, uh, it's it's a bit of a shocker out there, but um, on the plus side, it makes for interesting watching, right? You don't know. Where's this ball going to go? You just felt sorry for the feedbacks. <laughs> so, look, Nico Hines will bounce back to form. Do not sell. Like, there was some ridiculous number of people who sold him last week. Like 1,400 people, I think, sold him last Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, it was not good. But, uh, so that's it that I've got for there I'll be honest with you guys apart from Tualagi and Tualagi's on his last friggin chance in my team so he's he has to make it through a game do decently not get injured and he can stay in my team uh guys who we got winning this one look I've I've gone for you know it should be a pretty close game and the Sharks should only win by 40 Mitch
1: I've got Sharks by a lot I'm not sure what the number will be but it will be a big one that's true. Apart from, it will be a wet
0: weather game.
1: So just be aware apparently the
0: weather's coming down and that end of the Shire, if it's if there's rain anywhere, in it's probably raining there. Uh, Nick? I got the uh, Sharks by 28. Easy. Okay. So moving on, last game of the week. Now, I'll be at this one, guys. I'm super stoked for it, actually. And uh, going out for a little bit of din-dins afterwards down at Old Parramatta uh tried to find a good restaurant and yeah i think we're going for burgers anyway moving on uh, <laughs> so uh bulldogs versus panthers uh this is actually out at Parramatta, so best stadium in australia guys uh let's start off here uh you know what who which one of us
1: doesn't like fly kyle flanagan
2: Am I believing what I'm seeing, Kyle Flanagan? There we go, Nick. I've been
1: been screaming for it for like five weeks. Oh, my
2: goodness. Okay. Well, this is probably good for... Oh, no, this is probably bad for Manny Burton owners. Okay. So you got Kyle Flanagan coming in from Brandon Wakem, who's dropped back to the bench, uh, which means Bailey Biondi, Biondi Odo, who's got the cool hair, is Lightning Quick, who is the backup hooker. He's moved back to the number 19 jersey, and that appears to be the main movements this week, guys.
0: That's it. That is the grand sum of the changes. So, you get flogged by 44 and you he, he cut your half back for the third time. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, yeah, pretty gross times out there. So, uh, Kyle
1: Flanagan, guys. Gross. Moving on. Uh, Panthers. <laughs> I think Kyle Flanagan is better than the other two. 100%. Agreed. No. Yeah. I've, I've been saying it for four weeks. They find Barrett, Barrett's, there must, there must be some serious uh, heat. Coming Barrett's way at the moment, though you know it's interesting. Was it you guys who was saying to me that there were some character questions over Kyle Flanagan, or was I hearing that from someone who was more in the know? Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> That's a bit of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, no, it's I actually speaking no,
2: to a real expert at that point.
1: Yeah, no, I think I was. I think I was talking to someone who, who I can't actually name down. I think about it, that there are some like character question marks over Kyle Flanagan. Apparently, he's a bit of a sook. Um, oh, you heard man. it here. Uh, a bit like you know how the Dragons boys were ripping into Matt Dufty for being a bit of a sore loser oh, when he was I... playing basketball. Kyle Flanagan has similar issues and and doesn't really like to have feedback and uh, doesn't take it particularly well. So so there, there are whispers about that. I, I I will neither confirm or deny how true that is. Um. He'll probably hit yeah. Uncle Wayne then. Uh, they're pretty bloody desperate, though, if they're playing him is what I'm saying. A hundred percent. Even though he's the right man to have in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And look, let's go through the Panthers team real quick. Look, there's no major changes. It's one seventeen. It is. Well, look, James Fisher-Harris and Lee Martin start off the bench last... Uh, they were due to start off the bench last week. They came in from reserves, and, but they ended up starting and they've just officially done that now. Scotty Sorensen back to the bench, and Spencer Lenu, who, uh, who I might actually start off tonight because uh, I want special mention Spencer Lenu. Uh, guys, all of us in NRL fantasy world really want Spencer Lenu to be an absolute stud. We thought that he was going to have a breakout season last year. Didn't happen. We He almost didn't play. If, if Pangai Jr. was fit for the final, he wouldn't have even played, Right. Then we thought, oh, this year, oh, he might get a few more minutes. No. Uh, Injuries to the team, still doesn't get more minutes. There is just, do not buy Spencer Lenny, right? Unless every other player in that team is literally dead, they will not play him for more than 30 minutes. No,
2: sir. Okay. Uh,
0: Who else you got, mate? Look, I've got a couple of big boys here, like from the Bulldogs. Uh, Maddie Burton. So 609K, 44 points, 51 break-even. So look, big concerns. I guess he's with Kyle Flanagan back in the side. Because Kyle Flanagan can kick. He can kick goals and he can kick, though I don't think he will, uh, but he can also just kick the ball decently as well. The other side is, is that because Matty Burton won't need to take every single fifth play option, Matty Burton might get some better attacking statistics because he'll be able to run on play three and play four or pass or do whatever else. He'll be able to get the ball in his hands more. So we're thinking Matty Burton may have a lower floor but a high ceiling now? 100%. That is exactly right. So be careful. Matty Burton may... Team that sucks. Keeper status. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah... We'll, we'll see well, how they go. The, this, this is going to be a very low floor. <laughs> it could be a very
1: low floor, but look, oh, the answer no. is set.
0: this could unlock Matt Burton, and Matt Burton is probably the key to unlocking,
1: right? The and and he really is a ball-running half at his core, right? Like, I look at Matt Burton, and as I said to you, my comparison would be Trent Barrett. That's yeah, true, but, but he's also but Trent Barrett with possibly the
2: best left foot in the game as well. His upside was, though, all these base kick meters and everything like that together with all that, right?
1: Yes, I do agree with Stu that we've seen a lot less of that ball running than I perhaps would have liked. And even if Flanagan takes on 20 or 30% of the the kicking, it just means they have that second option. So the Panthers won't be able to charge down um, Burton like they did Ben Hunt. So you might even see some better kicks or him in better position to kick. So it'll be really interesting mm. to see how much it hurts him. Hopefully, you know, I, I think the net sum will be probably not a huge amount. He'll probably pick up some attacking stats and lose some lose some kick meters. 100%.
0: So look, Matty Burton, for me, He's a guy, I guess, hold if you have him unless you've got a much better option somewhere else. And I'm not seeing too many scream out on me for his DPP. But I will say, keep an eye on him. I reckon just due to this tough runner of games, they got the Panthers this week. And the Panthers are death this year, guys. Against them, they're death for people's fantasy players unless it's tackles, right? So the only way Cookie got to 70 was he did 60 tackles. So... <laughs> Uh, same with Cam Murray, he did like fifty three or some ridiculous number, so to get his to get his seventy. So, uh, yeah, I reckon that Maddie Burton will drop a bit in price, and you'll probably be able to pick him up at a bit of a discount. But he's a quality player; you can't not have him at some point this season. I reckon. The other guy, Tavita Pangai Junior, eighty points last week. He's got 675 so Ks. He's around to where he started with 45 break even. So he got seven offloads all to hand. Uh, so that's 28 points just there. He also got 70 minutes with no injuries. So it wasn't like it was an injury effective game. So it looks like with Heatherington gone, they've basically gone to Pengai. He's kind of playing a bit of edge, bit of middle, but he's playing big minutes, which is really, I don't know about you guys, this is the Pengai I wanted to, have always like big minutes running hard looking to get second phase play like is there anything not to like from your guys point of view he's a suspension magnet that's true but he's got no carryover points it's the only time that you've ever owned him he hasn't
1: even been cited yet this year boys 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 how would you feel about i have the cash to do it jack bird to tpj done sold right now yeah i'm sold on that 100%. 100%.
0: Like, that's a no, that's a big win. Now,
1: yeah, Stu, if that doesn't play out, I'm going to be very upset.
0: That's fine, mate. Uh, 100%. Look, but paying God. 100% Jr.
1: what? I'll be just sad again and move to, you know, <laughs> top 50,000 in our fantasy.
0: <laughs> the answer is Jackie, uh, like Jack Bird, mate. Like, where else are you parking that money? You just said you don't have the, everyone else was a worry, right? You <sighs> lose some points, he'll make you some points. Yeah, um, yeah. Plus, you're getting another your cash in this week, so you should be fine. Uh, look, David Pangai Junior. I've got him as a possible buy, and I. The more that I've said that, the more that I've, like, I've got four hundred k sitting in my bank. Some of that might turn into Pangai money. Uh so let's see what happens there. Uh Nick,
2: who have you got, mate? Taylor may bring him in. He's got to make a hundred k for you, even if you bring him in now. He's going to get his DP. P center wings, so he's got a negative uh, seven break even, so must buy this week. The other one, Josh had a car completely fantasy irrelevant. I just feel bad for him, you know, as a bloke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the storm, so, so yeah, that, that's who. All, that's who I could think of from the Bulldogs, uh, because you guys took the three relevant ones. So yeah, that's, anyway, that's, which that's, one do you have?
1: <laughs> oh, Gross. I, I've got the third relevant player, Maxi King. Uh, one of Nick's best calls of the year keep soaking up the cash 47 in 49 minutes he's a ppm machine nick must be super excited looking at that expect his score to be um in the mid to high 40s week to week and he's got to break even at 14 and i think Stu sort of said he reckons he can crack 500k and i reckon he's right oh he's the he's other one gonna crack 500k very shortly at this rate like at, at yeah. 48
0: at the moment he's averaging round six he cracks it
1: yeah, he's been... he's been—he's has been the cash cow of the year thus far. Nathan Cleary, 44 points in 80 minutes. Not a great score on a Panthers team that was dominant in attack. But really, boys, if you watch the game, he was targeted from the very first tackle. Six missed tackles, regularly rushed up on, was a victim of making a great early pass but not reward with the try assist He had a couple down the uh, left edge that he quickly pushed on to mm. Luai um, that denied him the try assist or any ability to make a decision. Even his running game was sort of nullified by them getting up he missed three possible goals though they were both from the sideline I'm looking for a gradual improvement in him over the next couple of weeks uh, and particularly once um, he can prove to NRL teams that he can tackle I think there was a bit of um, lethargy and maybe rust in there but once he proves to NRL teams he can tackle I think they'll probably stop running at him quite so much if you don't have him you could probably wait another week I think there are plenty of other options of captaincy where you you'd be just fine and he might drop a bit more cash um, and possibly with that rust, there is more missed tackles to come. So I can't see him going much above 60, 65 this week. So his break-even at the moment, I believe, is to be nearly a hundred. I would say, Stu, one hundred
0: and six, mate.
1: So yeah, so uh, you're probably you're probably sitting and waiting now for at least a round or two, and I think that's the smart thing to do if you don't already have him. Hundred
0: percent, but obviously just leave him as captain otherwise, because the answer is he's versus the Bulldogs this week. He could hit that one hundred six this week.
2: Right, I think he will. I
1: I, I'm willing to bet a sandwich he will hit over 80 this week. No, no, I'm not taking that. Yeah, no, I'll take over 100. Not 90? 80. No, it has to be over 100 or nothing. Yeah, exactly, I, yeah, that's he, I mean. he, he he actually looked pretty good. I he think his good. score didn't show how good he looked, and, and I think now he's got that first game out the way. This Panthers team looks as nasty as they did last year. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're pretty healthy with the exception of Fisher Harris. They're pretty healthy. Yeah. Uh, n- no way I'm taking that bet.
0: A hundred percent. And the other big thing is, is that Lee Martin was rushing, rushing a lot to try and protect Nathan last week. Uh, and so they got split quite often. Like uh, they basically were able to pull Lee Martin out of position, which pulled Cleary out of position. So that didn't help
1: no I think they should just trust his shoulder they, they waited the extra three to four weeks and while I was on a run I was listening to uh, Brandy Alexander pre-game and he sort of said it why would you wait another week Nathan's ready let the man tackle let him play he, he's good to go I can promise you he's good to go uh, yeah. we saw with Pam Murray I thought he was two or three weeks underdone. he was good at week two so let him do his thing Excellent. So, is he a buy if we think he could crack 100 this week as a captain? I think you're pretty safe, safe to wait, though. I mean, if you've got Cameron Murray or... or uh, Oh, gee, who else could you put? You know, Nico Hines. Nico Hines is probably another good option. Haas, if he's not in prison, is a good option. <laughs> um,
0: no, he's got that good behavior bond. That's, that's genuinely serious. Like, obviously, he's in New South Wales. He wouldn't be in jail this week. But, like, he does have... He'll go before a judge at some point. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, I know. It, the only The only good thing is that I think, I think it was actually did the crime in New South Wales as well. So it's good behaviour bond applies there too. So yeah, mm-hmm. good luck to him, uh, <laughs> mate. Hopefully the guy who uh, at Canterbury Leagues who got that photo of uh, kick
2: out isn't still working there. <laughs>
0: he hasn't got the secret oh. footage <laughs> to implicate him or
2: something. I think he's Gauntski that guy. Anyway, he. Uh, I've got Panthers by 40, guys. It's going to be an absolute rout. And Cleary's going to hit over 80 or 90 or something as my captain. Stu, what do you have? Look, I've I've gone a bit more moderate. I've got the Panthers by 18 here. I think they're
0: being a bit more conservative this year. They're not trying to beat teams by 50. They're trying to beat them by enough and make sure that no one gets busted. Mitch? Uh, I've got uh, Panthers by 24, boys. Easy. So, okay, bad week to be a Doggies fan. But, look, I'll be there, boys, and... Yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, So, look, we're a fair way into this one. So, let's just do a quick run through here. Now, this is our To the Moon segment where we go through players uh, who are fantasy relevant and we go through the lowest break-evens. So, there are a couple of guys in there who uh, I have excluded, like Jock Madden, because they're basically left right out next week. So, these are the guys who... uh, I guess a fantasy relevant and still got a great break even. So number one, as you mentioned, Nick Taylor, mate, minus seven, get him in. I reckon must he, buy. He, I reckon he takes Charlie Staines the spot once yep. uh, Tao is back. He just looks the goods. Uh, you put him on the right hand side. He's playing outside. It's clear. He's in Steven Crichton. <laughs> so it's, it's not like he's on a worse side. Um, CSC for Talakai, if you do want to take the gamble, we're recommending you do not, but he's at minus four. Brad Schneider, again, get him in. He's at uh, three break-even. You're running out of time to get Brad Schneider in. Jesse Arthur's has been a bit of a surprise packet there. Got a 50 last week. That's a bit of a trap, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, oh, look, oh, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, he's got a break-even of nine. Leo Thompson, or I've got here Leo Timpson. Uh, break-even of 10, again, Possibly a little bit too late. Alec McDonald, who is playing on the Storm, playing that bench role. Uh, he's got a break-even of 11. Again, probably a bit of a trap. Beau Fermor, a break-even of 12. Ryan Pappenhausen, because of that century last week, has a break-even of 18. And Chris Randall uh, also has a break-even of 18. Those last two are definite buys. So guys, let's get to our point of difference segments. You just had to be different.
1: So, Mitch, who have you got this week, mate? Mate, I've got uh, Cameron Munster. I think he'll have another day uh, out against the Raiders. He's the sort of player that looks be said a bit like Dylan Brown. He'll have uh, fairly low rounds and fairly high rounds. He had another big game of sort of six mixed tackles. Um, if he cleans that up, I could see him cracking out another high 60, and low 70 score. So, Cam Munster could be an interesting one this week, guys. Awesome. Nick? I'm going to do an
2: audible to TPJ. He's at 6% ownership, so bring him in.
0: Excellent. No, that's that's a, that's a great call there, mate. And look, I've got uh, Jermaine Tenor-Brown. Uh, he had the starting role. Uh, Peyton obviously likes him up there at North Queensland. He actually had it round one. Uh, Jermaine Tenor-Brown. Uh, so he had the starting role before the hamstring issue. He's back to the starting spot. Cohen S is still injured by the look of things. So he's at 378K. And the middle position for that like lower price, uh, either third or fourth man on your bench has been really ugly. So he could be a fix for that. Uh, Very spicy though. Like you got to be prepared to take a (laughs) beating. So uh, guys, trades this week. Look, I'll, I'll go with myself first. So, look, I am probably hopping off the Toby Sexton train and probably going to pick up Walters, right, at this oh. stage. So, I know I traded him out last week, but I reckon Billy Walters, he's got 40s in him, right? Whereas Sexton, well, he's got, you know, 40s in him as well, but there's like a 300 grand difference, uh, which I can put somewhere else. And, look, I've got Billy Smith to either Kobe Hetherington or Cooler. Uh, I just haven't sorted out in my mind. I do kind of want to go uh, <laughs> Sexton to uh, TPJ, so that may happen this week. I've kind of talked myself
2: into that. Nick, what have you got? I'm going to Billy Smith to Cooler, just to bake um, you a good 57 grand of cash, just to add back to the kitty, which was blown last week on Cleary. So that's my only trade of the week, I think. Easy, Mitch.
1: Uh, I'm going to finally... Rectify my or Katoa mistake. So I'm going to go Katoa Katoa to May. Not Katoa back to or. We're going Katoa to May. And uh, I'm going to get rid of Bird. I think he looked pretty good at 5.8. And I think Hook's starting to get a bit uh, nervous about his job security. So I'm going to go Bird to TPJ, which solves my issue with my lack of mid-edge dual position players as a result of getting off the Crichton bandwagon. So hopefully t p j doesn't get suspended or you know put in jail for his affiliation with bikie gangs so tpj if you're listening please um i need some i need a win just <laughs> Keep going, man! Come
0: on, a hundred percent. And look, I- I'll be honest with you, mate. If I can make it happen, mate, Mitch. If you go TPJ, I'll go TPJ too, mate. If I, if I yeah.
1: I- there was a trade last week that I, I- you didn't end up going cleary and hundred. I? I sort of felt much better about myself. And that it gets to gets to the time where I can look at Teaser like that. That that son of a bitch. He he didn't get cleary. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: Oh, he didn't. Mate, I-, I I was so close <laughs> oh. to pulling the trigger. I just couldn't make myself do it. I'm like, I'm gonna make some money this week, and I did all right. Um, and then I'm going to buy one of those players back, like Walters, because I'm an idiot. Moving on. Uh, oh, Captain, my Captain, guys. So I guess for the Nathan Cleary owners, what are we doing? Captain, my Captain. Oh,
2: Captain, my Captain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, captain, my captain.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Okay, it's getting late here, guys. So, Nick, who have you got for your Captain this week? Oh, I've said it 50 times. Nathan Cleary, bring him in, boys. Excellent, Mitch. Uh, it's got to be Cleary doesn't it yeah it probably does and if you're not on the Cleary fiend club and I'm just going to check to see what Nathan Cleary's ownership level is up to so it's 16%. probably the same oh, it's six percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's smart though by most fantasy owners not getting it on the FOMO yeah um, the, though, they, they, they the, the number of people who got it on now. turbo
0: so who've oh. had
1: to crystallise oh. that loss this week like you were thinking oh. Oh, maybe he'll make it back he's not making it back no more Well, he's not making it back probably for another six to eight weeks because he'll come back in four weeks if you're lucky and he won't be the same dude for at least another two or three. So, uh, I'd be looking to move that cash on. You can't have that sitting there. Yeah, but it just means that you're forced to actually... You've now burnt a trade and you've burnt that loss. So,
0: that's pretty ugly. He's lost 244K uh,
2: this year. So, who's the... Who's the non-Cleary captain choice, guys? It is Payne Haas. I'll I'll, I'll say it in
0: order of of names, right? Payne Haas, Cam Murray, DCE. Yep. Yep. Cook, Nico Hines.
1: I love it. I agree with
0: that. And you can do the spicy choices. What I would call the spicy
1: boys would be Paps and Dylan Brown. But... uh, for me, it's... You can't say anything good about Dylan Brown after after your spree. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs>
0: well, I must say, it's against the Gold Coast. If they put in that performance that last week versus the Eels from last week, the Eels will win by like a 1,000, right? They'll, they'll run out of numbers on that scoreboard.
1: So I, I, I think we might have whiffed Nick by calling the Eels stinky. I'm now starting to get pretty nervous. I'm going to stand by it. But after what I saw on um, Sunday, mate... Um, We might have to apologise in the next 20 weeks to Eels fans. I'm not apologising until they win it, though. Uh, And by win it, I mean the whole thing. (laughs) Fair enough, mate.
0: (laughs) I I don't think any of us were alive then. Anyway, moving on. Uh, And I'm I'm, I'm 38. There's still one in my lifetime. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, all good. Uh, So... Moving on, uh, I guess that's the wrap-up, guys. Uh, for today, any final thoughts from any of you?
1: Uh, gosh, I hope TVJ comes through <laughs> like we're thinking. And uh, please, Nathan Cleary, make your tackles. Get me a meat pie. Kick all your goals. Um, I, I need a score from you. I've got to climb back up the rankings. And I think, I think he's capable of both. So, Mate. we'll see
0: as it stands it's, it's, isn't it funny though the number of Panthers players which are coming through clutch this year like uh, you think that being the premiers they'd you know mostly be priced out but I don't know about you I've got three how many of you how many Panthers have you guys got
1: I've got three but I also now have three Bulldogs if we include TPJ so
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a concern ah <laughs> oh, fair enough okay awesome uh, Nick any final thoughts from you mate Nah mate, I'm I'm all spent. <laughs> anyway, that's the last time I ever want to hear you say those words. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so uh moving on, guys. Look, thank you everyone for listening. Uh if you made it through this far, thank you for uh uh listening uh to us, especially if you're a regular listener. Uh and please check out the socials as well. We often have like, I guess, little snippets of content. We like to have a bit of fun with those, but continue listen to the pod. This is where, yeah, like, tell, our,
2: tell your family and friends about the pod too. Give, give the pod a shout out as well as the social guys. hundred percent because this, is this is where the, uh, the real, uh,
0: I don't want to call it gold. That's like overselling what we're giving out here. Uh, yeah,
1: please don't, don't sell it like that. Let's go with like, um, I don't know. This is where the nuggets are. This that, is where the, the, the you know. This is the
0: chicken nugget factory. So the, yep. this is where it all gets made. Don't just go to your Maccas, right? Come to the source. So, Aye. excellent. Well, anyway, guys, thank you very much. And we will catch you all next week. Thank you. Thanks, boys.